Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Grab Matters Podcast. Today we welcome on a very special guest, Massey Pifferetti. Massey Pifferetti is a professional wakeboarder from Italy. He grew up on Lake Como, uh, one of the most beautiful places you can possibly ride in the world. We talk about what it's like growing up there, the wakeboarding and snowboarding scene that he was super into growing up. Uh, we also talk about some of his injuries that he's had, especially one that he had while filming for Citrus. We talk about Citrus, the wakeboard movie. Um, also a couple other edits like Caro Italia, Unlocking the Netherlands, um, what it's like to win rider of the year in 2019, where he sees the sport going, uh, what he really thinks could benefit wakeboarding right now, and a bunch of other stuff with Massey. Really great chat with him. Hope you guys enjoy. They're talking about wakeboarding. The thing about wakeboarding, every trick is an invert. Backside. Side. Air railings. All right, we're back. Another episode of the Grab Matters podcast. Today we welcome on a very special guest, Massey Pifferetti. How's it going, Massey? What's up, guys? Um, feeling amazing. Amazing. Uh, yeah, last couple of days in Orlando before I go home for the holidays. So just get to chill, relax. Season's over. Go out, have a couple of drinks, hang out with a fam. It's a good time of year. Yeah. It's a great time of year, dude. Holidays is the best time of year, I think. Uh, first question, wake pants, yes or no? I'm going to have to say absolutely yes on the cable if you're wearing a full suit, you know? Obviously, if it's super hot, I'm still preferred to ride in boar shorts. Um, but uh, probably not on the boat, eh? No. Not on the boat. A little too boat. much work. A little too right. much work, yeah. yeah. And I feel like on the boat, you can rock the full suit. I mean, you don't really need a vest if you got full suit, so it's like, I don't know. Probably. It's just it. like, I feel like if, if you're riding boat with a full suit, and on top of that, you're trying to cover it up with a pants, it's just going to be pretty heavy. Yeah. You're not going to be able to move very good. Um I do I do wear my board shorts sometimes over my uh, over my short wetsuit. So it looks say. like so so it looks like I only got like a top. So I, that's I, a good move. I like yeah. that move because it's like I, I don't know who I was talking about wakeboarding with, but they were like wakeboarding is like a summer sport, so you want to make it look warm and like inviting. So you can throw the pants on or the shorts on. It's a little for bit. sure. But if you're in Germany and it's like October and you're like riding in a full suit, and I mean I just feel like you know you just put on some pants and nice a nice little. You know, a jacket and then or something. Obviously, try not to fall. Obviously, try not to fall. <laughs> Definitely it's, try not to fall. But I mean, look good, feel good, feel good, ride good. So you got to look good. That's 100%. where the weight pants come in. Uh, favorite grab? Favorite grab? I've been I've been loving the the truck driver lately. I've been I've been wow uh, messing around with uh, with some roll to blinds or some you know tantrum to blind the double grab going roast beef. Roast beef uh, mute. Yeah. So. That's a tricky one on a wakeboard, dude. Not a lot of guys throwing the, the truck driver on a wakeboard. Uh, I think uh, I think it's kind of cool. You know what I mean? There's there's I always look for um, fun, little cool ways to do tricks a little bit different. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think uh, I'm having a, a, a good time when, like, you know, you take off with a roll the blind and you get the, both of the grabs and then you, like, pull out. Good well, you got to get the, the elbow through the through the handle. It's a little tricky, I feel like. Yeah, it's a little tricky, but I usually keep the I usually keep the handle not even in my elbow like right here. So then so then whenever I'm ready to like release the grab, I like just slide this and it just slides perfect. I didn't know that. A little trick of the trade inside the the inside trade. information inside. there. I like that. Uh, I'm going to jump into an early Patreon question. So if you guys want to join that Patreon, make sure you do that. You can see the guests are early. You could have seen that Massey was coming on, could ask him a question. I think we actually had the most amount of Patreon questions I've ever had with you. So people, people were fired up to see Massey come on the pod. Hey, I'm hyped. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you guys. So we got one from Garrett Cortez. I'm sure you know. Mm. Photographer. 
Uh, he's wondering when the last time that you played beer pong with wine was. Last time that I played beer pong with wine. Well, the last time that I can't remember, um, basically with Red Bull, we started doing like a little project, um, my very first little project that we did. And uh, Alliance uh, teamed up with us and they brought their whole team out to Italy. And um, it, it was supposed to be a, a really cool road, tri road trip from uh, north to the bottom of Italy. But the weather wasn't great. So um, I remember we started going down south earlier because it was better weather uh, at that time. So we went to my friend's uh, uh, wakeboard school in Rome, CNVS. And basically he has this super, super nice, like huge dock, five boats, wakeboard school, like in the middle of nowhere, like an hour outside of Rome. So... I called my buddy. I was like, hey, I know there's a couple bridges. I know there's a dam that we could war ride, and we can also get some boat riding done. Can we come there and shoot some photos and start, like, you know, getting some content? Because, like, you know, we're trying to do this whole video. We're trying to do this whole, like, you know, photo shoot that's going to go on the mag, and we need content, and we need a place where it's sunny. So we fire up. We go there, and... Uh, it, it was pretty it was pretty awesome like we did we like went around and like kind of saw a couple things that we could do there was like this huge like bridge um like the fundamental this like bridge and it was a square so we like put the we like could have put the kicker right there and i was just gapping through through the square yeah. and it, like and garrett was actually on the frame of the okay he was the one uh, shooting yeah okay. he was shooting it so like it was it was really cool it almost looked like a closeout so like when I was doing the trick coming through, like I was smacking in the middle of Sick. the like, you know, uh, of the pylons of the bridge. So it was like it was really cool. So we, we sauced up a few things. And then um, the day before getting everything done, we go to dinner and my buddy has this super awesome restaurant where everything is made from home and like everything made out of scratch. Like it's so good. Right. So we go and have dinner. It's me, Grubby, the Red Bull team manager, you know, like Corey, Garrett, everybody. We have a humongous table. And my buddy's got this like spine, like almost like a beard, like spine or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it's, there's wine in it. So we started like playing like flip cup, beer pong and whatever. And we drank like 30 carafes of wine that <laughs> night. And I'm pretty sure that like the film crew from Red Bull was like uh yeah the weather's not looking good after we like finished playing like beer pong everybody everybody's pretty, feeling good pretty sauced up <laughs> um the the film crew comes up to me is like hey the weather's not looking good so so we're leaving tomorrow and i was like what i've been trying to do a red bull project for so long we're doing like this super sick road trip with grub and you guys are gonna leave i was like all right and you know them leaving, they missed out really bad. Next day, after like a 30 carafe wine pong, like we go out, we get sick boat stuff. Like I do this pretty dope war ride on the on this dam that turned out to be a cover for Alliance. And uh, okay, and then we did that that uh, kicker through the bridge that was pretty cool. And then from there on, like we went to Lake Como, and then we did a pool trip. Like we went to um, Florence. Grub got to do like a, a winch pass like in this super famous river like right in the city 
okay of Florence and stuff like that. So it, it was really cool. So yeah, I can't recall another time that I played wine. It's been a minute. Like that. It's been a minute, but it was definitely one that it's hard to top. Was it red sure. wine or white wine? Uh, we had a little bit of both. Okay. Oh, you're mixing. Yeah, we had a little bit of both. Whoever wanted, whoever was drinking red, could drink red, and whoever was drinking wine could drink. Uh, white wine, you could drink white wine. One of those work hard, play hard trips. Exactly. Sounds like get the get exactly. the shots, get the get the clips. Exactly. Still having a good time. All right. I mean, you were talking about Italy, so I think it's a good time to talk about just early days of Massa Pifiretti. Where are you from? I'm from Sala Comacina. It's a a super small little village on uh, Lake Como. Counts about 500 people that live in the town in the winter, and about 1,000 people in the summer. Okay. So yeah, little little small place um, on Lake Como, and yeah, that's where I grew up. That's where I was born. My, my whole family still lives there. They're still there, and I love it, man. Every time I go home, it's just uh, it's just fantastic being able to see the fam, being able to eat good, and yeah, it's. I wish so bad that my family could be in America with me half of the year. You know. Yeah. But obviously they got they got work to do. They got things going on and Okay, so Lake Como is one of the most beautiful places. I've never actually been in person, but like it's one of those most beautiful places in the world. I feel like a lot of people have heard about it. I didn't know before this that wakeboarding was like really a thing on that lake at all. So what was like the wakeboard I don't want to say culture, but like how'd you get into wakeboarding on Lake Como? Is that where you got started? All right. Well, so my uncles were pretty innovative. Like uh like as soon as like the snowboard came out like they were straight away like jumping on a snowboard getting one they were like the first people like in our area to have one and they always like you know go ride or try new things or like when the mono ski like the mono ski came out like they had one. they're all over it. they're they're all over they <laughs> like it's like any innovation that was coming out they had it like they were like windsurfing for a while and it's pretty funny um uh, Cause I see in my garage like this uh, windsurf board that it's called Funky, Funky Windsurf, and now like Funky makes snowboards. It's like a company back in the day, from back in the day that my buddy re-picked up. So like literally like they used to make all these crazy things like snowboard, you know, uh, kiteboards and you know windsurfers, and it was super cool because they're all made local. So they were like super stoked on this type of stuff. So then. They obviously taught their kids, you know, how to wakeboard. We had a little cigarette boat um, that we used to go out on a little bit. And, you know, they just kind of taught their kids. And thankfully, um, right across the lake from our house, there is a Club Morgan. And it's our uh, wakeboard school where I grew up riding. Uh, Crotto del Misto, it's the name of the restaurant. So... Basically, yeah, we have a wakeboard school right across the lake. So my cousins were wakeboarding all over. And um, my cousin Giuliano was the best in Italy, was literally super stylish rider. And he was my inspiration for everything. Um, He got me into riding and just from the first day on, that's all I wanted to do. Like all my friends were like going to play soccer in the summer break and you know, meet up in the town, like roll around with bikes and stuff like that. And I used to just get picked up at the dock at 7 a.m. and just go shred and then get back at like 7 p.m. Just so like that. just all day, all day. So basically we would go there. Um, and basically what the wakeboard school is all about, it's basically a super nice restaurant, 
with a hotel and also the chance that like with three boats so then basically you get the chance to to ride if you want so we would always eat with the with the people working there my coach is obviously the owner of the spot so we would eat like not obviously on the tables where it was super nice we would eat in the kitchen like with everybody with the staff so it, it was really cool you know i remember like you know my coach just falling asleep like this like watching MotoGP at lunch break <laughs> and stuff like that. So it was really cool. And then, uh, and then there was my best friend, Nico Kaimi. His family had a super nice house right next to the wakeboard school. And even though if my house wasn't that far, like most of the nights in the summer, like I would just stay at my buddy's place and my mom would get so mad. It's like almost thinking that I like, I liked hanging out with them more than I liked to hanging out with, uh, with it was my just family. Closer to it was just like, yeah, it's just closer to wakeboarding. And, uh, and I could just walk up if I have to ride at eight. I, we could just walk up at like seven thirty instead of like waking up at like six thirty, and then wait for my coach to come pick me up, and then obviously wasting gas to come pick me up. And then, so I used to stay there a little bit. But also there was another kid that used to ride. His name is Mathieu, um, one of the guys that like helped me, you know, become the person that I am today. Um, my coach built this a uh, little boat with a 20, uh, 20 cc motor on it. And so we just go back and forth. It take How far us are we talking? We're, ta we're talking two, two Ks, like one and a half mile. Oh miles. shit, okay, yeah. so not just like a lakes in America you can go across. No, it's no. Like, it, we're talking. We're talking, it, it's a pretty big cross, like, you know, so it would take us about 20 minutes with the, with the, with a little Mercury 20 yeah. cc, you know? But at least my coach didn't have to wake up so early and come pick us up. That's huge. Yeah, yeah definitely. Huge. So what age would you say, I mean, you remember the first time? I was about eight, eight years old. Okay. Yeah. Pretty young. Yeah. Pretty okay. Young. And then were you into any other sports? I mean, you, we were talking about snowboarding before we started recording, but. At this time, I, my dad is fully committed to snowboarding. My dad is like, Sean White. You, I want you to become like Sean White. Like, you know what I mean? Okay. Like, it, it was kind of cool because that was the time where Sean was just absolutely, absolutely destroying park. He was destroying pipe. Like, he was the shit, yeah. basically. So, um, yeah, my dad always, like, let me do fun fun things, sports and stuff. If it was a, If it was for sports, like, he was down. But if it was for, like, you know, candies or other stupid stuff, like, it was like, no, you're not getting it. So, um, yeah, basically I was snowboarding full time, um, in the winter, like sometimes I would go up the mountain at like, you know, on, on, uh, on Thursday and then I would skip Thursday and Friday school. And, uh, my dad obviously couldn't come with me. Uh, so my cousin used to work up the mountain in a restaurant. So I used to go up and down with him and then, uh, yeah, my dad was never really around watching me train or anything. He was just. You know, it's like send you up there he would just send me off with people. Um, there is this there is this guy. His name is Guli. Um, really good friend of mine from Como area. He knew all the guys from Nitro. He knew all the guys, you know, that, you know, were in the wake in the snowboarding uh, industry. So like I, he would take me everywhere with them. So then I got, you know, I was with Nitro Italy for a while. And, uh, and basically he would take me around all the time. And it was pretty funny because. I still remember that I had no idea that this person smoked until I was like probably like 16. Like he would just wait for me to fall asleep and then, you know, he would smoke and I would wake up and it's like, 
I never even know. It, it, it was really cool, but he would take me around all, all the time, and it was that. It was amazing. Okay, so how far were the slopes from your house? Because you you're, you lived right on the lake, but how far is the, the ski resort or snow resort you were going to? Well, the ski resort, it's like there's one resort like an hour away or a, a couple of resorts like pretty close. But we used to go up in um, Alpe di Siusi. Um, I don't know how that you pronounce the the park like Salzium or something something weird like that but like Oberegen that area it's okay. like yeah, clo- yeah. it's like close to Austria yeah yeah you know right on the border and um, dude it, it's sick and that's where you typically that's go. where I I typically would go ride all the time because the Nitro guys were based out of Bolzano and stuff like that so gotcha. they used to do all kinds of stuff so and then I used to ride the World Rookie Tour in the Grom so I used to just travel around a little bit so you're but pretty big into snowboarding for a while. I was. I that's that's all I wanted to do, man. Like I remember when we went to uh, the. I got qualified for the World Rookie Tour uh, in Ischgl for the final, and I remember being up top, like dropping in for my finals, and I was trying to like hit the big jumps, but it was just slushy, and I couldn't get enough speed. Like yeah. I was like pinning it from the top and I would barely make it over so I was like there's no way I could, could spin on this jump I'll, I'll come short and we were like waxing up every round and um, I'm at the top of the I'm at the top of the hill and I was like Rope Tonteri is there and he's like the number one yeah, for, yeah. for the for the uh, rookies and I'm like I'm still in the groms and I'm like Rope should I I want to do a back rodeo off that spine and he's like yeah 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 I think you got it I think you got it and you know, I went down and got a first try, and it was it was really cool. And obviously, got fourth because I was hitting the smaller jumps, just because I couldn't make it. But I still remember that um, basically we were all training and stuff, and I see this kid, eight years old, just spinning back nines off of the like small kicker. And I'm like, who is this kid? And then they blow up the freaking uh, airbag. And this kid started chucking double corks. And back, like, back in this day, double cork, double cork like, pens were like, oh, like no a trick. It, it, it was a trick to do. And yeah. like this kid is like doing double cork, regular and switch. And I'm like, who is this kid? And then next thing you know, he's Marcus Cleveland. There we go. <laughs> Eight years old, they blow up the bag and he's doing like, you know, double corks like nothing. And I was like, dude, that is crazy. So then after this season... I broke my um, I broke my tibia for the finals uh, like uh, session of the park in my local um, my local resort. We were up there for the closing. Uh, we were shooting for nitro, and just did a huge front seven off the last jump. And I landed kind of soft. My back leg twisted, so I broke my tibia in like a little bit, fractured it. And then uh, I remember it was like March. Feb, and I was like, damn, I got, I got my wakeboarding season coming up. Like, I really got to get on it with, like, getting in shape. And uh, I remember when they took the cast off, I literally, like, could barely walk, but I was already strapped into my wakeboard. It was, like, it, it was amazing. And then that year, I won my first uh, European championships behind the boat. And it was really cool. And I was like, oh, that's... It's already like a little bit of a bigger achievement, yeah. Than you know, than the World Rookie Fest. There's a lot of kind, you know. There was like there was a lot sure. of competition, and it's like, 
I was in that moment where I had to figure out if I wanted to go one route or the other. What age would you say this was? Uh, I think I was around like 13, 14. Okay. Okay. Yep. And uh, yeah, basically had this result. And then my dad was like, hey, you know, I texted. I tried to text Mike Ferraro that I saw that he's Philip Sovin and Dallas Friday's coach. And he said that if we do a video and send it to him, he might be able to coach you for a little bit. And I was like, I'd be, that'd be cool to go to America and see how it is. And, you know, um, so my dad got everything started. And, uh, yeah, basically, basically went to Terry and Kobe. They used to, um, they used to like just ride and tow people out at OWC. They, they were managing the, yeah. the boat lake and stuff like that. So I would, I would ride with them and then, a couple times a week, I used to ride with Mike Ferraro, and it was pretty cool. And, like, the first day that I came in America, it was Daniel Watkins going away party. So Kobe took me to this party, and I'm, like, 16 years old. No, 15 years old. And I walk in, and I see Adam Arrington, Jimmy LaRich, you know, like, Rathy, Dean Smith. Just I was like this. I was like, whoa. It's like, I can't believe that I'm here right now. And I met all my idols basically in one night. And then just chatting around with Adam, he tells me that he's basically riding with Mike Ferraro the next day as well. So I was like, what? So every time like I would ride with Mike, like Adam would be before or after me and stuff like that. So it, it was just really cool to like, you know, show up the first day and like already felt like I met like some of my idols and stuff. So I was, I was scarred. I was like, I want to do this. Okay. So I was interested because it sounds like when you won that contest after you broke your leg, it was, that was kind of like the turning point of like, okay, I'm probably going to go to wakeboarding then and, yep. and kind of put all my passion in that. And then your dad linked up with Mike Ferraro. So what age was it when you came over? You said 15? Yeah, I was 15 years old. I came for, I uh, came for a month in November and then, uh, couldn't land, couldn't land any new tricks the first uh the first trip that i was here really i was riding this harley board i loved it like i was like first session on it like landed everything that i could do and then the more i kept riding it the more i couldn't ride it like i was like i was lost and then you know i i, I did this month i loved it though i had such a good time and then i told my mom and dad is like hey i would like to go back in january February and stay for a couple months and then maybe try to do some of the first stop of the you know uh, weight games and the first pro tour and then I'll come back for the summer and stuff so like they g it up and they're like all right but just so you know you know we can't be doing this forever you know it costs a lot of money so yeah I came I came back over and basically just absolutely started loving riding I hopped on the Watson Classic and um, Jeff Langley was uh, just just got signed by um, O'Brien, and so he's hanging out with Tyron Kobe all the time. So he's he's towing me, he's towing me almost every other day. So I'm like, I'm super hyped. This this dude is like stoked on my progression, telling me to do like these crazy tricks, and and then I remember going to him. He's like, hey, what what's what's your craziest trick? He's like, dude, I just did a double half cover off the double up, and I was like, no way, no way. And I was like, dude, I was so fired up that, like, you know, I had all these people around me, and I was just spending my whole day at OWC. So, like, I had two boat sets a day. What am I going to do the rest of the time? Ride a cable, right? So, like, started riding a cable, 
remember like seeing these two blonde kids that are super good, like super freaking good. I wonder who they were. And I'm like, who are they? Like, I want to become friends with them. But like, I, I had a feeling that they were like looking at me weird, you know? And then turns out, turns out to be Kyle Evans and Keenan Allen, you know? Um, made friends with them at the cable. They're absolutely ripping. Insane. I watched Kyle Evans ride on the boat. Like, first person that, first person that rides while I'm, like, while I'm at the wakeboard school at OWC. And I hop in the boat. And he just does toe nine, switch toe nine, heel nine, uh, whirly, whirly five, like crow five, like crook, like just does whatever he wants on that board. And I'm like, dude, I'm never going to get this good. Like I, that's the first kid I see right here. And he's just tearing it up. Like, and it was super sick. And then we all became friends and, you know, we were riding on the cable, you know, we were doing like slider spectacular, you know, point oh, chases yeah. or whatever like it was. So it was, it was just really cool. So it was just like, you got I, right into it, right? When yeah, you got here, like there was right into it. Okay. So were you getting any attention from sponsors either when you're in Italy or when you got here? Like what, what's the first kind of hookup you get or deal? Well, the first kind of little hookups that I started getting was, uh, so I used to ride for, uh, obviously, in snowboarding, I used to ride for Nitro, and the same guys that imported Nitro and stuff, they used to do Skull Candy and, and this uh, Elm Company. They used to yeah, do, yeah. Like, they used to do uh, hats. So, yeah, I think uh, Skull Candy and Elm were, like, my first little, little you know, goodie sponsors. They used to give me some goodies and stuff like that. And uh, I was writing for Liquid, and obviously with the guys from Italy, we were able to, like, you know, at that time, just being able to be on the international team was, like, the shit, like, you know what I mean? So I remember doing a meeting with the guys from Italy and see if they could, like, you know, try to put me in the international team and stuff like that. So it turned out that they put me on the website and stuff like that, but I was still getting boards from from back in Italy and stuff like that, and... um, yeah, so that was uh, the first uh, couple hookups. And then when I was 15, my buddy Walter, that is now like uh, the Oakley team manager in Europe, uh, started hooking me up with Oakley and, uh, yeah, started making a little bit of money. That was uh, the, the first sponsor that Oakley paid me. Oakley was the first one? Yeah, first sponsor that paid me some money. Actually, okay. they paid me more at 15 than, when, than 2019 when I was on the Pro Tour. <laughs> so, no, yeah, it was, it was really cool. Times are a little different, for sure. Yeah. Who were some riders and maybe movies that you watched and looked up to back then? You named a couple names when you were over here, but when you were in Italy, were you watching any videos, movies, and riders you looked up to? Well, I mean, obviously, The Truth. I mean, we were watching, like, we had some old DVDs. I used to remember, I used to watch the book. The book, I used to just watch tricks and go out and try them, like, all the time. I still remember to this day, one day, I was, like, looking at this front flip. I was looking at front flip, front flip, front flip. And I went out and I, I landed a front flip and then landed a front flip to fakie and then landed a front flip to blind. And I was like, that, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. I'm going to watch every single trick here. But, um, I mean, Relentless was another one, another big one. You know, all the boys, Watson, Parks, you know, Grub, yeah. all those guys, Shane, you know, Rathy. Um, Bob, you know, Harley, Phil, like those guys were, were absolutely amazing, you know, big names, big names. And, you know, obviously when I, when I came over here and, uh, you know, 
at the beginning, you know, I stayed with uh, Terry and Kobe, but then right after that, um, I went to Australia for a little bit um, because my coach Enzo from Italy, um, he's married to this uh, to his wife uh, Maddie that she's from Australia. So basically, they told me he's like, dude, I learned how to ride from this guy Scotty Kale. He's insane, right? You gotta go over there and train a little bit with him. So obviously, in the winter, went to Australia stayed at scotty's like in the middle of the jungle for like three months loved it loved it like every person there like they were super nice you know a lot of kids coming through uh i remember i met brenton there Brent Priestley. yeah brenton Priestley. you know <laughs> yep he came over and rode and stuff like that and uh, chriso was there too and then you know and then we had i was just having a blast with sam brown sam brown was like eight years old i, I was, was gonna say he had to be a time yeah like he, he was eight years old i was you know probably 15 16 you know uh, obviously i was good friends with tony because we did like the iwwf worlds in italy so tony came over and we got to shred together and it's like dude i got i got my boat down there so you can come to my house a little bit so it was kind of cool so i used to stay with scotty right with him then spend the weekend with tony and then sammy will come up other like for like four or five days and i remember like sammy was like eight years old already doing all sevens and stuff like that i was you know and i think where i made like quite a bit of a turning point it was australia like i started learning like a bunch of tricks like and having a good time and i remember like landing my first like whirly dick and i was like I'm like, man, I can't believe that, like, I landed it. Like, this is one of the tricks that, like, has the pro guys win contests and, like, started feeling pretty good. And uh, I think, yeah, Australia was really sick because we used to go also to the cable and stuff like that. They just got done shooting Penny. So Nico Van Lackenfield, like, went out there and, like, t tore the cable up. And, uh, and it was just super sick. I got to ride, you know, some quarter pipes and things like that. So, like. I think like Australia, Australia was a big turning point. Yeah, it was a, it was a pretty big turning point, especially the guys from Liquid in Australia were like helping me out too, like giving me some boards if I break them, um, and whatnot. And so yeah, Australia was 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 really sick. Solid crew too. Solid Sounds crew. Like so then the next year, while I'm down in Australia, I talked to Tony, and Tony's like, you know, bro, I'm I'm going to stay with Trevor Anson like up in Claremont next year. You you should come. You should you should stay with us. And I was like, all right, that sounds cool. So we, you know, after after the winter, getting ready for the summer, like we we flew to America. Obviously, uh, Tony was good friends with Robbie Holohan. Robbie had a 230. Um, so we started riding all together out at um, Trevor's place. Gunner comes down. Um, and Because he was really good friends with our buddy Cowboy. Yeah, I've heard a yep. little bit about Cowboy. Yeah, Cowboy's the man. Cowboy's the man. And basically, like, that was our crew. Our crew was me, Tony, uh, Parker Siegel, Christian Primrose, uh, Cowboy, Ryan Cowboy Anderson. And basically, we were just all together. We, we used to call ourselves Team Munted because... Team what? Team Munted. Munted in Australia, it's like, means, like, fucked up. Like, okay. And... Uh, and yeah, we were team mounted. So we started doing some pretty fun stuff around Trevor's house. And Ryan started taking us out to Orlando for our first like little parties. We yep. used to go to Austin Pratt's house. Um, it was really cool. 
they told me one time, like, yeah, you can drive my truck if you want. I never had a license, and I drive on the street. I pull out, and you know when there's cop cars here in the States, like, just on the side of the roads with the lights on just because there's a hazard or yeah. something? I make a right in this big truck that I've never, like, this is my first time driving, and I see the lights, and I just freak out, and I just, like, literally pull over, and I'm like, bro, no, 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 you got to drive, you got to drive, you got to drive. I ain't got no license, you know? So we used to do all crazy stuff, but uh, it was really cool. The fun, actually, the first time I met Ryan Anderson, I'm on the boat, first set with Trevor. We picked this kid up, long hair. He gets in the boat and he goes, "Who's that Watson 134?" And he's like, "Mine? Why? Do you mind if I borrow it? I want to try some toe tens." And I'm like, "What? Like toe tens?" Like, who are, who is this kid? Like, you know what I mean? And then he goes in and he does, like, handle pass to Ole 9, regular and switch, like the Orion 9. And it was just, it was just really cool. So Ryan was the guy that, like, started taking us out, like, okay. and make us do some fun stuff. And, you know, Gunner was coming down every other day, obviously from his fellow homie from Oklahoma. And, uh, yeah, that, that started being the crew. And uh, after that, Gunner moved in with Mike Dowdy. And uh, Keenan Allen, more in the center of Orlando. So he told me, hey, next time you come back, just come in and come here and stay with us. And uh, yeah, that's what happened. When I came back, I stayed with Dowdy, Keenan. Dowdy is like on the verge of like, you know, getting all these new sponsors. He just got signed by Billabong. He's got Nauti. He's, he's big. Got, he's big he's got Red Bull. So I'm like, wow, that's crazy. You know, I, at this point, I think it was my first year that I signed with Red Bull. So I come down and spend a bunch of time with them. And uh, it, it just it was just really cool just being able to, like, you know, ride behind this game-changing machine. Like, There's the, a big the, deal the, the G23, boat, yeah. you know what I mean? And, like, you know, I'm back in Europe. I, In the meantime, like, after I came back for the season, I went back to Europe. And then I was going to go back to Australia for another week, for another, like, month before, like, the other season coming, the new season coming. And I just used to remember, like, that the guys are starting to pump up this back, the, the backyard series with JB and, like, yeah. and all, the, all of our, like, junior crew homie homies. And, dude, I was just like, I just want to get back there. I just can't wait to get back there and film with those guys and, you know get something out i think it's just super cool and we had such a good crew everybody was like super tight like you know if there was a party or anything we would always be together and it was, it was really cool it was a solid squad and you know that that's that's how it all started and and then some people obviously you know um stopped riding for a while or got hurt around that period and a time and so then we moved to conway and we were riding on Conway a lot, so we kind of, like, thought about, like, starting this, like, Conway kids and just kind of, like, just kind of we wanted to, like, be united and want to be in a group. And I think, like, that's super cool because it's, like, the group has always a bigger impact than the single, than the single person. Especially you know? with wakeboarding. You, like, you could snowboard alone. You can skateboard alone. You, you cannot wakeboard alone. No. You can't do it. And so, like, and it's also way more fun no. to do with the crew. But exactly. speaking, speaking of Dowdy, Mike Dowdy wants to know about the Cheetah Snuggie. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes. So, yeah, we um, 
obviously moved in with Dowdy. It's it, it's insane. It's awesome. Like he's killing it. He's like doing doubles. He he's just landed the double roll the blind. Like you know, he's just on a tear. Like you know, going from junior junior pro man winning every event into like you know pro man and just feeling super comfortable. You know, he's just. Just huge inspiration for us, and he was definitely the leader of the group. And and uh, so I came back from Italy with this. For Christmas, I got these things that they go over your feet, that they keep your feet warm, and they were like cheetah print. And like obviously, they won't make you slide, you know what I mean, uh, when you walk up barefoot around. So I had these cheetah slides, and I loved them. And Dowdy like, was like, bro, let me wear those things. Those things are super cool, right? And I was like, no, bro, those are mine. And then I go, and then I go with Gunner into like, a, like a sexy shop or something, like at the mall or or something. And I see the tuggy, and I was like, dude, this is a sock for your dong. It's like I need this, and they have the cheetah print, so I could literally walk out with a snuggie on cheetah print and my like little like socks, warming socks, cheetah print. Like if I come out like this, no girl's gonna say no to me. And then, so yeah, we got the tuggies and, you know, obviously we, we were just wearing it around the house, you know, tuggy around and it, it, it was pretty funny. So, so Dowdy never got one though. No, Dowdy never got one. He was jealous, yeah. but he did end up stealing my cheetah print like socks. I guess you, really wouldn't, cool. you wouldn't steal the tuggy, you'd steal the socks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, After I wore the tuggy, if you would have stole the tuggy. It's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. <laughs> All right, so before we move on from kind of growing up Italy, um, did you have a coach? It sounds like you you did. You kind of touched on it, but I, I'm curious to see how important, you know, some riders have a coach, some riders have never had a coach, aren't really about it. How important was it for you to have a coach growing up? I think uh, it was it was just really important for me to have a coach because like I mean first of all Enzo is absolutely fantastic with the kids um, he's got this way of being around the kids and uh, teaching them how to ride with so much patience and stuff like that that he is just really good so so basically for me it was just you know try to have somebody else tell me like exactly what to do and just get an outside like perspective of what I'm doing. Um, but I had a bunch of different coaches throughout, throughout the years, you know what I mean? And, you know, as soon as I started moving away from, from Italy and going to the States, I was just riding a lot more with friends and stuff like that. But even up to this day, when I go back and there's a trick that like, you know, it's not like coming out good right now or whatever. It's it's always good to have somebody that tells you, hey, dude, you're actually honestly doing this. If you fix this, you're good, right? But for me, what was really important, it was being able to be here by myself because I moved here by myself, you know, from Italy, not knowing anybody. And I'm going to try to pursue this thing. And I'm at this contest and I'm by myself. So I don't really know how to act before I got a ride, right? So I was always like, you know, trying to make everybody laugh, like all over the place, just kind of going wild on the dock. And I wasn't taking my time, but it's just because I had, I was by myself, you know? So I started, you know, talking to Enzo and I'd be like, hey, listen, like, you know, what do you think about doing this? What do you think about if I do this? And so it was, it was really cool to have somebody that you can call up before, 
um, before the contest and stuff like that. He, he never really got to travel with me and um, help me throughout like the WWA contest and stuff like that. But uh, what was really cool, it was like when I go do the IWWF contest that we have the Italian team and we have the whole squad. Like I was able to perform a little better. I was able to feel a lot more comfortable just because I just had somebody that I could, you know, talk to yeah. before I got to go ride, right? And like, you know, I had somebody that would tell me, Massey, do not fucking change your run right now because if you go out there and you tell me a run and you go out there and you change your run, it's not going to work, right? I used to do that all the time. You have one run, do a different one? Yeah, I used to go out there. I used to go out there, ride, and then just change up stuff like mid-ride. Mid it's like, no. You know what I mean? So that, that, like, I always felt like I was doing better for a while, like, in the IWWF contest, just because I was surrounded by so many other people, you know, and people that I knew that I could actually talk to or they could, you know, just being on the dock and having, you know, one of the coaches throw throw the rope or something like that, like... Make you feel comfortable. It just made me feel comfortable, and I yeah. realized, like, later on that it was like, dude, I was just so all over the place for a while, like, just, you know before and and i was getting mad because i'm like how some of these riders that i ride all the time with them like they could like they almost are way better in contest and it's like they can put it down in contest and sometimes they you know don't ride as as precise you know yeah. or so consistent but like it's it's cool to see that some riders just got this thing in them that like whenever it's time to like turn it on it's like they get better yeah pressure. and i was just like and i was just like dude how can i do that you know, but it was, it was a, you know, it was a bit of a, there was a bit of a tough time in between when I started going pro and, you know, my dad obviously was, was home working, you know, and, and people were telling him that, like, you know, I was pretty good and um, I, I, I could do good in some of the big contests, even in the pro division and stuff like that. And my dad is just, you know, sitting at home working and just seeing the results not coming and i just used to remember that man just i was so scared to pick up the phone and call my dad to tell him hey dad i didn't do good just because i knew how much of a dis like he was already disappointed for me that, that you like, didn't do good that i didn't do yeah. good and especially like i remember and looking back now i'm like dude i was like going into the contest with in my head, is like, oh, what if I got to call my dad and tell him that I didn't do good? Like, it's not going to be good, right? But my dad, like, never, like, pushed me to, like, you know, oh, you got to learn this, you got to do this, you got to do this. But it was, like, really disappointing for me, but I was taking it in a certain way because I already, you know, was mad at myself for yeah. not being able to, like, you know, do whatever I You're wanted to do. You're putting even more on yourself. I'm putting even more on myself. Yeah. And then, you know, there was there was a bit of a dark time where you know i was like kind of lost and then and then i decided that with my dad and my mom we'll go do a sports psychology session so we went and i met this wonderful person lucia she's super 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 good person and um I started talking to her a little bit here and there and did like I gotten so much respect for her for like the knowledge that she has on a lot of things. We did a session with my mom and dad and she was just straight up to my dad is like, Massey needs a father, a father, like needs somebody that like 
supports him in everything he does, you know, and whatever. And then from there on, my dad never said a word, never said a word about anything, and everything changed. What do you mean by that? What do you mean by I didn't say a word? Didn't say a word about like none of my contests. If I didn't do good or whatever, he's just supportive. It was just like, dude, it's okay. It's on to the next one. Just, you know, and he was just like, even if I tell him like, hey, I didn't make it through. He's like, okay, next time. Like, you know, and my dad stopped worrying about like what I was doing and, you know, uh, saw the way that I was approaching like some, some big shoots with some of the brands that like, you know, I was working with. And he just saw the way that like, my work ethic was pretty good and he just like stopped where he's like he's got it down because even if he doesn't do that good in that context this podium like, isn't everything it's like this podium is not everything he's yeah. like i saw the way that he works and how people treat him the way like when they're working together and like that if like the camera crew wants to do this and whatever he just goes over and tells the camera crew even where to put themselves like or like stuff like that and always try to do more than they then what my sponsor asked me and stuff like that. Like I was telling my dad, I was like, hey, I'm working on a lot of cool things. Just just trust me. Like, you know, if if in Italy people are saying that like, oh, I'm always out partying with people or not concentrating or whatever, like, no, if I'm out, I'm out because there's some people that I need to be out with. I need to be involved with. I need to talk about like, you know, future projects, things like evolve you know like, i'm not just fucking it's like around, i'm not like, just fucking i'm not like just going out just getting drunk and like you know not riding actually it's like if i'm going out it's because for a reason for a reason you yeah. know what i mean and you know we know some of the the coolest idea always come out from a night of drinking with somebody you know yeah or or just chatting it up so for a while it's like dad don't worry about whatever they say trust me and you know and he was just like from there on, he just like trusted me and, you know, never, never had anything to say about one of my contests that didn't go well or. And you'd say that would, that was like a big turning that point was a in terms big of your turning, mental, yeah, like. That, that was a big turning point for like, you know, just being able to like understand the world of being an, like an athlete. You know what I mean? There's so many things that come. There's so many things that can affect you. And. So yeah, I think this one was was a big one for me because just finally, you know, I just could go in and just do me. Yeah. You know, I didn't have to worry about, you know, because obviously I always felt like that my parents did so much for me to let me go away that young, like I'm a I'm a only child too. Like so my mom is just you know, let me go at like 15. Hardly ever see you again. And like yeah, hardly ever see me again and you know what I mean? I always felt so... I felt like that I had to repay him somehow. And I wanted it so bad. Like, I wanted it so bad. And um, and then, yeah, I won the IWWF Worlds in 2015. My mom and dad were there. And to me, like, that was one of the coolest things that ever happened. Like, they never really come to see me in any contest. They come to Mexico. So they and, did come to that one? Yeah, they did come okay. to Mexico. And... You know, I got a ta- I got a tattoo. <laughs> like like after qualies, we had one day off, and me and my buddy Nico, we go and we get this like this candy. Uh, this, oh, that's this what candy I call. Yeah, that's exactly. A big one. Yeah, we go and get it, and literally like th- like we have one day, and then the next day we have uh, semis, and you know I ended up going through and ended up winning the contest, and like we grabbed my dad and his dad, and we 
took him to the shop right after the contest and they got the same tattoo. No shit. It was sick. It was sick. My dad had like a pretty shitty dolphin, like all faded in the back of his shoulders. Like, hey, we're going to cover that up. We're going to do the same tattoo. Like, this is, this is, this is really cool. So yeah, after that one tournament, like I felt like I was like, okay, I, I was able to prove my parents that I could do it. And they were there. They they were there. They saw it. You know, that that was another big turning point i think for me and especially because you know um the riders at that time it was like it, it, there were some pretty heavy riders in that in that in that iwwf worlds like harley was there that was phil sovin last contest ever you retired him. Yeah, <laughs> i know but i love phil i love phil phil is one of the these persons that like Throughout my career, like, he, he took the time to, like... Really? Yeah, he, he straight up took the time to, like, you know, um, help me out, go ride with him. Like, we used to, like... I used to go to some of the pro tours with him. Like, he would watch South Park on the drive up. Always, always. Phil, like, was a huge South Park fan. Interesting. But, no, Phil, Phil, I have so much respect for him. Just try to help me out so much. Um, and, yeah... I love Phil. So you got a lot of tattoos. Does that mean, is that one for every win? No. You get a tattoo before no. every win? I mean, I no. feel like. I kind of got, got started with a, with a couple tattoos, and I was, like, super hyped on them. And then for a while, I was, like, not super hyped on them anymore. And then, and then I just kind of started again, like, last year and stuff. But, like, it out. takes time. It takes time. Like, you can get super G'd up and get, like, five in, in like, a month. And then for a while, then, if you don't keep getting some ink like you just kind of like fall out of it it's just kind of like i don't it's not cheap either it's not cheap i mean good good ones obviously and then the water especially water sun like you know for us it's not the best like you want to let it heal pretty good well you didn't let that one in mexico heal but that seemed Uh, to work out even this one i think i think when i did this one i was shooting my pro spotlight and thomas gustafson shot like shot shot me for my pro spotlight like the day after i got this and he actually came I in mean, the tattoo studio. Omens, though, yeah, like. he came actually in the studio and took photos while I was getting the tat. That <laughs> that's sick. Photos. That's sick. Okay, uh, so before we wrap up, kind of the early days of you know Italy and stuff, uh, you were talking about IWWF, and I think it's interesting to compare. You have probably a good outlook on this of growing up in Italy, riding there, and you guys have a federation that kind of helps out with riders, right? Action yep. sports athletes. So compare that a little bit to what you've experienced and we're experiencing in America. Well, I mean, Italy is such a good uh, place to, to, you know, to wakeboard and also be around with the federation. We have a program that actually works. Um, so basically, the people that are actually in the team, they get to, you know, train together like four or five times a year for like maybe a week or something, like prior to some of the contests. Um and based on like how many results you've had and stuff like this, like you get like a little like, um, like a little budget from them. So basically, like you know, if you won a lot of contests and you're still one of their top athletes and stuff like that, they'll help you out with hours paid. What do you mean? Like hours of riding. So basically, okay. let's just say in Italy, you have to, uh, you have to have like a, a membership or you have to be signed to a club, to a wakeboard club. Right. And basically 
when you, once you're signed to that wakeboard club, what the, the federation does is like they write down all the, the hours you do throughout the year and then they'll give you like, you know, 60 hours paid, for example, or something like, yeah. you know, so then like, you know, you don't really see the money because they just like forward it directly to the club because to help you for pay you to ride for you to ride. You know what I mean? It's but then since like now that I'm like, you know, a little bit. Like, you know, I never, like, really ride in Italy anymore and stuff like that. Now, like, they, they kind of give me those hours directly to me. But before but but before when I was in the club and I was riding a lot in the club, they would just, you know, pay these hours to the club. Okay. So then I have at a big discount, you know. Is that still going on over there? That is still going on. That is still going on. For a while, dude, what they had, they had something really cool that it was like, if you win a Europeans, it was 10 grand. And if you win a world championship, it's twenty grand. The federation would pay. Yes. Wow, dude. I I started winning them, and then as soon as I won the worlds and I got the twenty Gs, all right, we're not doing this anymore. So then I and then I and then I did and then I won other like you know five or six Europeans after that, and then never got anything. So then, you know, some things are kind of annoying because you're like, I love the Italian team. I want to be there. Like especially, I want to be there for the kids. Like yeah. that that's what I want to do right now. Like I know that like I might not be making money from the contest, but then like you know obviously you if you do your contracts right and you kind of like start thinking a little bit and and you do a couple bonuses and stuff like that, then you can still make a little bit of money. Yeah. And you can also go around with the Italian team, travel with all the groms and like you know, you know how cool it is for a grom to to you know be um on the same team that a per- of a person that you look up and then you know this person always come to the dock with you and like help you out, like structure your run or just being around him and and they're a legit just, professional athlete it's like whoa like well like it's just like it, it's it's just kind of cool you yeah. know what i mean it's just like to me it's like i could i could just say oh no screw the europeans i'm not going or i could be like i'm gonna go for the team I'm going to go for the team and I'm going to go for the people, for the young groms like that. They, they just, you know, That's they just love it. It's kids, just priceless. Dude. You know what I mean? And, and I'm like, on top of that, like, who knows? Maybe one day, like when, like my career is going to be over, like I might be working for the Federation and I can start bringing like a lot of cooler stuff in, but not right now. But I mean, as, as long as I can be close to some kids, help them out on the dock, like, dude, we had this like. 13 year old kid right in the boys like super sick super sick he goes out like super windy and does his old pass falls on a chromobe he goes huge on a chromobe like he just learned it this year falls on a chromobe and he's right by the three-quarter buoy like right by it and obviously if i was in the boys like pick this kid up he wants to just go and try another chromobe like we're in the boys division and he was this far, like, past the buoy, and they didn't pick him up. Kid comes back in tears. In tears. Like, I wasn't after the buoy. And, like, just being able to grab him. I'm like, bro, you killed it. You did so good. Screw the driver that didn't, like, you know, pick you up. Like, I would have, but it's okay. Next year, you know what we're going to do? We're not going to fall. So we're you're going to have a stomp. Yeah, you, yeah. We, you're going to stomp it. You still made the podium. You still got third. Like, let's go. You know, just... Celebrate your little wins and move That's on. Huge. You know what I mean. To shift it from a negative to a, like a, a positive outlook is huge. exactly, exactly, and and and, it, and it's just super fun 
to to be around them and see how they acting and how well they're riding already and it, it's 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 truly priceless so if if i can i always try to go to these contests especially because i also like being in a family environment you know being with everybody Not stay familiar. close you know eat with the whole team and you know It it, it 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 it's cool and it, it brings everybody together too and it makes you feel like that you're not alone you know it sounds huge for the culture and and obviously like you were talking about the kids of like getting into it staying into it keeping a positive attitude it's like exactly. the whole federation bringing everyone together is huge well over here it's a little bit different over here it's like they we don't have like a federation like that and you know um, I know for example Tyler you know what I mean like he hardly ever does like the IWWF contest but like sometimes you know at worlds um there is a bit of prize money so he wants to do that but in order to be able to do that then he has to do this other contest and you know what i mean and if they don't like really help you out very much here like you you might as well like you do you're already doing so many contests a year like do you really want to go to another contest where you have to like still pay everything out of your pocket and stuff like that. Like we're super lucky that our federation takes care of like our travel and stay when we go and do uh, this IWWF contest. So I feel really lucky to to be able to be a part of something like that. And I know that there's not many other places in the world that they do this. Yeah. Like I know for a fact that Guy Fire, uh, Guy Fire, um, Guy like if he wins a Europeans from his federation in Israel, he gets paid bank you know what i mean and he's just like you know what i mean it's i you got to be feel really you know lucky to have something like this because some people don't have it yeah and especially also for the young generation just being able to be picked up by the federation since you are in the boys division and stuff like that that means that you can go around with the team and train like for free and with the best riders in italy so it's 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 motivating you know hundred percent dude it has to be and that's yeah it's an interesting i mean it's like a sponsorship basically for all these kids without it being attached exactly. to an actual brand or anything which exactly is cool. so there's a lot of things that i want to change and and want to do like obviously with the federations but obviously it's not easy it's like it's a lot of politics and stuff like that at the end of the day like yeah. you know what i mean, I mean it's literally politics it, right? yeah it's so literally it's, politics yeah. like you know what i mean but like you know the 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 italian federation for wakeboarding it uh i think it's called F-I-S-W-S. Water ski or water sports. Yeah, it's like Federation, Italian Federation or whatever, surf, wake, and ski. Oh, okay. So like surfing, now it's like part of like our federation hmm. for the Olympics. Like surfing, like. Yeah. So it's it's really good. So like we can get like a lot more funds by the by the government if we, you know, if we start, you know, having really good results every year then the, the more results you do that you bring to the the government the more they're gonna fund you you know and having obviously you know leo fioravanti and all this amazing surfer in our in our federation it's gonna help it's gonna help somehow to get more funding so interesting Federation is very, it's, it's an interesting topic. And I'm, I'd be curious to talk to other people and other, like I'd, I'd be curious to talk to Guy, how that works with them. It's yeah. probably similar, but different, I'm sure. 100%. Uh, I think it's time for the wheel. I think it's time for you to spin the wheel, Massey. So go ahead and grab that that sucker and uh, bring it on down. So this is the LF and Wheel of Questions presented by Liquid Force. 
probably twist it so it's facing that one yeah money and then we got we got a bunch of stuff on here we got some pizza trivia a couple uh just questions fun things to do so yeah go ahead and give that a, a good big spin love it pizza oh, trivia dude, okay you called it out. i did i love that and that's that's spun around a couple times so you called it out i got a uh i got two pizza trivia questions okay you got to get one the second one is is pretty hard so i don't know if you'd get it but when was pizza invented? When? When. I'll, I'll give you when or where. I mean, where? Naples. Okay. Do you have any idea when? I don't even know. It wasn't as long. I'm, I don't know. I don't it know was how, as, no, as long as we think. I like, mean, I guess, what do you, like, Jesus time or, like, within the last couple hundred years? Like, it's not... Jesus time. It's not like before. No, no, it's not no, way no, back then. No, no, no. But in the eighteen hundreds, it is eighteen hundreds. Yeah, eighteen eighty nine. It was tough because I don't know like what officially was pizza, what's not. But that's what Google gave. That's me. a eighteen eighty nine. It's a long time ago. It's a long time ago. But you know Naples. You know, shout out Naples. Shout out, shout out Keiko Starita. This is my, one of my friends from Italy. His family owns a Don Antonio by Starita, and it's one of the most amazing pizza places in naples ever and uh it's it's so good what kind of what kind of pizza it's like full napolitanian pizza um and it's like one of the most famous restaurants to actually go and eat a pizza and uh we actually did a byway collab of a one board for me in i think 2018 and it was the the marble pizza with the, the marble board on top with the pizza on the bottom and yeah. it's actually it's it's actually in my buddy's restaurant in naples that's sick. so it's it's pretty sick that's so when you walk in you see this ronix in like uh this ronix board with like the ronix written in the italian flag and the pizza all around that's pretty sick that's, that's a spot cool. to be if you're in Italy. Spot to be. uh second second trivia question i just thought this one was interesting all right what year did the first pizzeria open in north korea oh north korea okay uh, 1923 2009 oh, what? <laughs> really? pizza, yeah dude. So, dude I mean they don't have a lot of things in North Korea but Oh no, yeah, 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 yeah South Korea, North Korea Oh, North Korea, wow Yeah, 2009, so that's kind of a bummer for them We gotta tell Kim Jong that he should have hopped on that train earlier <laughs> Absolutely You can go ahead and put that back up on there if you can Alright well, that pizza trivia was pretty nice. You know, I learned some things that I didn't even know. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel like I could have given you a layup, like some easy ones, but I wanted them to be no, no, no. a little bit. Want the, sure. want the listeners to learn something. So um, before we jump into some other stuff, I think kind of a good time to talk about some injuries. So I know you've had a few. You kind of alluded to one earlier, but um, let's. I think the first one to start off with is, is your knee injury at, at Lake Ronick. So I guess just kind of set the scene and run us through through that one. Dude, it was so funny because uh, I was actually talking about this yesterday with a couple of my a couple of my friends. Um, yeah, man, like uh, obviously it's not uh, it's not all fairy tales and rainbows out here. So sometimes you end up going down. Um, yeah, man, looking back at my knee injury, uh, it was it was kind of a weird day, man. Uh, my friend Georgia. Georgia Gregorio, she was really good. And she hurt her knee. And then 
um, did her whole rehab and then came back to Florida to ride a little bit. She just gotten back for from her knee injury. Um, and I, I go out with her, Harley, a couple people, and we're having a good time riding on my lake. And then Gina does this back roll and she lands it kind of weird and she's like in so much pain, so much pain. So we go back, pick her out of the water and her knee is just massive. It's massive. And we're like, no, dude, she literally just got back from her injury. Like, this is so unfortunate, right? And then, so we take her back to the house, you know, we get her, you know, laying down ice and whatever. And then obviously I'm, I'm on the phone with Ruck and uh, Ruck calls me and he's like, hey, we might going to shoot some double ups here at the lake. Um, come out, you know, whatever. We got some dealers or whatever. So we go out to the lake. We're supposed to do this sunset double up session. And dude, I'm feeling like crap. I'm not feeling good. Like just obviously some of the stuff that happened before obviously had to do it had to do with it and um so we're out of the lake and i take it i take two advils i never really take like i never really take like medicine like unless i have to and i'm like i take two advils i'm like oh i got a headache and i don't feel too good so then i lay down and i kind of take a little bit of a nap and then you know we fire out the boat we go out get crew ready to film first double first double up i just you know do a stale front three like off the dub and i just kind of cased and when I came down, I kind of like, I kind of like cased pretty heavy, but like, I just kind of like, you know, let myself go back, like lay down backwards. And like, I guess my board was already on the water. So when I laid down like this, my back knee just fucking twisted. It twisted and I felt it like, I felt it like bend and twist in a way that like, it never did before. So I remember like, I tell him, come on, come over. Like, no, not much pain. Not much pain. Okay. Interesting. So they tell everybody to come through, come come back, and they get me out, you know. And I'm like, I think I did it, guys. I think I did it. Like, you know, I, I felt my knee bending and twisting in a way that, like, I'd never done before. I didn't feel a pop, though. Um, anyways, I take the board off, and, I, you know, but no, I can, you know, I can squat all, all the way down and whatnot. Um, so then basically, you know, I get back, put some ice on it. it. It didn't really get too swollen. It didn't get too crazy. So the next day I could actually still walk doing pretty good. And I was like, I was like, oh, maybe, maybe I just came close and I just like didn't do it. So then I go obviously get my MRI and stuff like that. And we're just getting ready to like start. Yeah, what time of the year is like, this? We're, like, it's April. Okay. Like, uh, we're literally, like, uh, the week after, like, we're about to start shooting for Ronix. Like, 2020, uh, no, it was in 2018, so 2019 Ronix, right? So then, I'm coming back out the week after, um, starting to feel pretty good. Like, you know, it's, I don't think I blow my knee. I get this call from the doctors, like, yeah, your ACL is pretty much gone. Like, you still got a tiny bit like a super small piece attached but like your mcl and acl basically gone and i was like just kind of i remember i was with danny harf in the car and i was like almost started crying like i was like no no and um but then i was like you know it started my knee wasn't feeling too bad so i was like you know but i can't just get surgery right now like at least i gotta make it to the malibu shoot i gotta shoot some stuff for follow i gotta shoot some stuff for uh, for Ronix or for 2019 and I'm like I'm gonna go back in the gym for three weeks work super hard order a knee brace 
ride with my ACL torn, get all these shoots done, so then at least I'm looking good for next year, and you know what I mean. I, then I can rehab. So then I fully. can, you know, so then I can like rehab fully. So I did that. Um, my knee was actually feeling pretty good. Sometimes when I, I was, was gonna ask, like, okay, so it's mostly torn, but there's still a little bit connected. It's How still does it a little feel like, day to day. On a day to day, dude, I was running. I was doing like, dude, I was, dude, I was doing everything. Everything was fine, like no big deal. But like sometimes when I would land a little bit deep, like I would land and then like my knee would get like a crazy pain, like a, a pain around for a little bit and then it'll go away. So then when I felt that, I was like, okay, I gotta get a fix. Like I'm gonna get a fix because I was like, if if it doesn't bother me, I'm gonna keep it. Yeah. But I remember that when I landed like super deep. This, this pretty big pain like we start go around the whole knee and stuff like that so I was like it's not it's not really worth it but I was able to get all my shoots done I was riding like didn't really care like I was just like hey try not to like case or overshoot but yeah. like I was trying to be a little bit careful but then you know then I went back to Italy around June and got the surgery and uh it was pretty crazy because, like, the day before surgery, the, the day before going in for surgery, I fully had a set, like, having a good time, like, hit a couple of double ups, too. Like, like, and then I went from being totally, like, functional to in bed, not being able to do nothing, crazy pain, like, on the knee because I obviously did the patella. Um, I remember that it was like they wanted me to stay for like two days at the hospital and that was like pretty expensive and I was like I'm pretty sure in America they send you home right after right after you get surgery so like I was able to stay a day later save some money there um, and stuff like that but yeah I remember just my knee was super bad dude it hurt so much like I couldn't fall asleep for like the first month like I couldn't sleep at all I would like get maybe like two hours of sleep every night um the only thing that was making me feel better, it was like the game ready. Like it was just this crazy throbbing pain. Like it, w it wasn't even too crazy, but it was always there. Just wouldn't go away. Just wouldn't go away, right? And then, and then after a month, as soon as I started like, you know, moving around a little bit and stuff like that, um, it just, you know, and I was able to start getting into the gym and stuff like that whole change. You know, obviously I was like, all right, I gotta get back on it. And I remember like, the craziest but weirdest but more like pain that would give me satisfaction was when Justin was like pushing with his shoulder on my knee to have it bend like it would hurt like it wouldn't go like it, it wouldn't go like you feel it like it's stuck but then when you release it and like it just feels so good like it just feels so good to be able to like bend it and like Restretch it out. I don't know. It's like some people hate it, but like I hated it, but love it at the same yeah, time. Yeah. But then, like I remember, and there was the debate of like, oh, what should I do? Should I come back in six months, or should I wait a little longer? And then at the end of the day, six months was it December. Uh, I was able to go snowboarding a little bit. I took it pretty mellow, like super chill, just like you know, no back uh, ten doubles, <laughs> no, I, I, none of that, <laughs> and. Um, and basically, I remember just like, it feels pretty good. Like, you know, I still feel like that my knee, it's different than like my normal knee. Like I, I totally feel that it's stuck a little bit. But then when I was doing activity, it just felt normal. Like, you know, I, I could tell the difference when I'm walking, yeah. but I can't tell the difference when I'm riding. 
So then, you know, obviously it was, you know, we waited eight, nine months and then started riding in February. And, you know, as soon as I started riding, like my knee was, was feeling good. Was it mentally tough? I mean, obviously that that month when you can't sleep, you can't move. That's got to be a really, really fucking hard month to like get over. I mean, how did you get through that time? Were you looking to anyone for advice that had had knee injuries, you know, in the past that you're, you're asking or anything? Well, I kind of knew that it was it was like normal. Because, like, at the end of the day, I did more damage to my knee because I cut a piece of the patella tendon, reattached that, like, to go do all that. It's to be uh, expected, yeah. It's, it's to be expected. And I all, I all I wanted to make sure that I didn't get an infection. Um, and obviously, like, I was always a side sleeper, a face-down sleeper. And then throughout that time, it helped me learn how to sleep, like, like almost like a mummy, like, Face That's up, the way you're you know? supposed to sleep. That's too. the way you're supposed to sleep. And I, dude, like I remember, like so many times, like I would wake up, my shoulder would feel weird, like whatever, just because you sleep so weird. And now that I, now I just, I sleep like face up the whole time. Wow. So, and obviously, uh, you look at some videos and some things online, but like the only thing that was making me feel satisfaction, it was the game ready, like was ice. So like. If I had the game ready on, like I could pass out for a few hours. What's the it, game ready? It's game ready is basically this big box uh, where you put ice and water in it, and you plug in with a tube. And there's like a huge like uh, like there's a huge band where you put your knee into it, and basically the water with ice just cycles through because it's all electric, so it, it keeps on moving. So basically, the cold water just keep flowing through and. And it's it's the best way to ice. Interesting. Yeah, it's such a sick tool. I didn't know, and it's that's for the knee. Specifically. Yeah, it's for the knee, for the arm. They okay. they basically for every like they have attachments for for every single part of the body, even for shoulder and stuff like that. But it's cool. You put ice, water, and basically this this little pump just cycles it through it, and it, it gets pretty pretty cold. Hell yeah! So when you were getting back to riding, is that you know you're talking about mentally when you went through the surgery, it's to be expected, so it's tough, but you know it's you know the road that you have to get down to get recovered. What's it like when you're back riding? Is there something in the back of your head that's always like, ah, am I going to do my other knee? Is it tough to get back to riding? Like, There's a couple things. Like, I was scared of tantrum the blinds for a while. I don't know why. I don't know, but, like, it's just being over the, being over the back leg, over the front, like, on the landing. Like, if you go deep or something, like, I was kind of scared of those a little bit. And I remember just getting some, like, calf cramps, like, crazy. Like, I went down to, like, my first bit of time riding was right around that follow shoot that we did down in Turks and Caicos. And I remember being down with the guys, and and my, my, my calf would, uh, like, lock up pretty chronically. But, like, it only happened for, like, you know, a couple weeks. And then as soon as, you know, got the flow of riding back, it, it, was, it was better. But honestly, like, when you're, when you in eight months... All you can do it's go to the gym like once maybe sometimes even twice a day like like I was feeling pretty I was put, feeling pretty confident like in a certain way like I knew that I put like a bunch of time into it and I'm like yeah I'm coming back from a knee injury take it slow fill your body because like throughout injuries and stuff you you learn a lot about your bodies you learn when it's time to chuck some things when it's not time to chuck some things and like you know you you, you if you pay good attention to your body and stuff like that, like injuries can help you out, can help you figure a lot of things out. Like that's what they did with me. 
is like obviously there's a lot of bad things that can go through your head it's like oh will i ever be on the podium again will i ever be do, be able to land a new trick again or will i ever be able to ride the same way that i was you know that's always you know a little bit in the back of the mind but if if you put in the work and whatnot like it's it's gonna make you better yeah like, you you can you can take a look at your injuries and figure it out like like what you want to take from it and make it a positive thing instead of like a ne- negative thing you know interesting that that was that was something that was super huge for me but you have to go into that with that in mind yeah you, you got to go in with that in mind and you know you, you always got to think of like you know um all the times that i was you know uh pissed off because i didn't write so good or whatever or or some some stuff like that where i was like you know uh, I shouldn't be happy today. I don't deserve because I didn't ride as good as what. And, you know, now I'm off the water for eight months. So, yeah. like, be thankful whenever, like, you know, you you can ride and you're good. Even if you don't ride too good, okay, whatever. It doesn't matter. Go out, have fun, because you can still do it the next day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's kind of t- it's taken away for a little bit. And I, I, th- I feel like I've talked to a lot of people who had injuries, and they're like, there's different aspects of why it's good, why you can spin it to be good. And a lot of people are like, well, I had this thing taken away from me. Now I have a new appreciation for it when I go back to it. And that's one aspect of for how it sure. can be good. Or learning about your body. So it's it's important to for anyone going through an injury to hear of like, well, you know, it sucks, but there's a lot of good that can come out of it. So totally, totally. And, and you know, like even like with the boys now, like, uh, the guys from La Familia, we ride together all the time. Like, uh, we're doing a movie. We go out winching and stuff like that. Um, I always, I'm always for winch smarter, not harder, because I had to. I, I learned one time, and uh, what do you mean? You know, I broke my arm. When I broke my arm, it was pretty heavy. It was a winch spot. It was pretty gnarly. Um, just have one. A 2019 Alliance Rider of the Year. Um, I just felt like I was so focused. Like around that time, I was so focused that I was like, I want to let people understand. Not understand. I want to prove that I can ride rails as well. Like it's not that like you know I'm just a boat rider and this is just what I do. Is like I want to prove that like that was a big part. Like I really wanted to be respected and you know even on the rail side of things and and that's all I was focusing on. And just had one. I just had one writer of the year for Alliance. So then I was like, okay, we're we're filming this movie Citrus or whatever. Like I gotta, I gotta do something gnarly, you know. And I went there to spot, landed the trick first try, and then I was just, oh no, let me keep going. I want to just, I want to just pop over this thing Hardway Two on the last thing. And I was like, I was like, mate, what are you thinking? I was just like. You know, I, I didn't, I kind of ollie down kind of weird and I slapped my board like this on, on this, uh, on this like pipe. And then I just tumbled over and basically like my arm hit like this, one of the pipes and, um, snapped in half right away. Bone, bone out of, bone out of my, my skin and stuff like that right here. Yeah, Yeah. Um, Dom freaking out, like Cole freaking out, Ruck freaking out, like. I'm like in the water, like I, my arm literally is out here. And as I like, I'm in the water, like I, I feel this thing like kind of come back in and I didn't know if it was my elbow or whatnot, but like when I was moving, I could totally like think about like your humorous, right? 
I did like a move to try to get up and I felt the top part of the humerus move but not the bottom part so it's like you know what I mean I could totally like I, I had a feeling that my whole arm was snapped in half and was there any pain at this point or were you just totally oh. like oh I'm in bro I'm freaking the fuck out like I, I, I'm there like oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god like and I get out I hold my arm like this I get out and I get to like Ruck and Cole and I sit down Dommy is sh- like shook it's not what you want to see it's not what you want to see um, so I'm sitting down and I'm like about to faint. Like I'm like, and I see the whole time is like, by the time I'm like, get in the car, get to the hospital, get some help. And they give me some medicine or something to not feel this pain. It's going to be a while. So I better get up now and get moving. So I got up. I almost fainted. They had to like carry me over this, like, you know, seven foot, eight foot fence, you know, like, so I go over the fence i'm still in my like jacket like i don't know what i did like i still haven't looked at my arm yeah. i'm still got the jacket still got the booties on dommy is going down like i'm laying in the back of my truck dommy with my truck driving straight to the orlando health and uh we get there and i literally walked in still kind of soaking wet the water was kind of dirty in that spot too it was like a pond so like i'm literally checking like i I do the line to check myself in and I'm like, guys, uh, I'm pretty sure my arm isn't snapping half. So then they, they, you know, they, they cut my jacket off and I see blood coming out and I'm I was like, Oh say, my how's God, the blood like the blood was like dripping on the floor and I'm like, Whoa. So then I'm like, they put me, they put me into this room and they basically tell me like they do the x-ray to do everything. You could totally see arms snapped in half, but luckily it was a clean break. No pieces of bone, like, you know, out and about, just clean, snap, perfect, right? And that already, like, kind of gave me a little bit more of uh, hope because I'm like, at least, like, it's like, at least it's not disintegrated that they have to, like, you know, it's clean snap, obviously gonna have to put a rod in there or whatever, and then they come out and they tell me, you know, you gotta get surgery, you know, I was in dirty water, like, it's like, if any infection comes up, like, we can cut your arm off. Like, I just feel like I immediately come to Raph and his injury. Yeah, like, exactly. That's exactly, where exactly right? And I'm like, my mind was on Raph 100%. And then I was just, you know, I was like, whatever, get me in for surgery. But I have, I had an insurance that it was uh, basically like European. So they didn't take it over here. So when I blew my knee and I was able to walk and stuff like that, like, it was a total different thing because, oh, I go home, get a good surgery at home, no big deal, right? Yeah. Over here, I didn't, like, my, my insurance wasn't kicking in, wasn't working. But the guys are like, we got we to gotta do this. Like, you could potentially lose your arm and stuff like that. So, like, yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Whatever. We'll figure it out later. Yeah. I thought of uh, $17,000 for a private knee surgery in Italy. 60000 max in America for an arm surgery, right? Basically, basically, you know, I go in, get get on my surgery. Everything goes well. Um, you know, I get back home, start doing rehab. I was able to, like, you know, move it. It took a little less than I thought. Like, but I wasn't too sure at the time. When the doctor told me, yeah, you could slowly start riding. I'm like, really? Like, are you serious? Like, because I don't really feel like I, I could Broke start. my arm in half. Yeah, like, I, 
after like four months he was like you get right but i'm like bro i don't know if i feel like you, you sure like yeah yeah you good so then i start riding whatever and bro like i'm i'm thinking that i'm getting this tennis elbow like crazy like so you know what i mean the more i fatigue the arm the more i i could pull less the more i could you know uh, i'm less reactive and bro two years go by last year right before iwwf worlds in italy we were shooting for like the online pwt that i wasn't a big fan of but i had to and then we had Wakefest the week after yep and you know i'm riding pretty good and i'm like you know normal day out of the out of at the house you know i just got my finals double up so like all right tomorrow i'm gonna do some stretching tomorrow i'm gonna go out you know, have the arm nice and relaxed from the stretching session the night before, and I'm going to get this run, and then next week we can focus on Wakefest. Bro, after I eat, I get down and start basically foam rolling my arm, and I feel some areas where, like, I'm getting, like, a shock, like a weird shock, and I'm like, oh, this is the area there where I got to be nice and gentle. But I'm not, like, I'm not putting my whole body weight. I'm yeah. just, like, being, being chill, right? And then I, as soon as I get up from the foam roller, I just got this weird zap in my thumb. And it's like, it's not going away. And like, I go, I was like, oh, I'm going to take an anti-inflammatory. Tomorrow I'll be fine. Whatever. And I go to shake this little anti-inflammatory and it falls on the ground two times. Like, I, I, can't, can't I can't grip it. And I'm like freaking out. So I start calling all my physios and stuff. My physios out of town teaching. Um... So then I hit up, you know, my friend Justin. It was like Justin. I'm like, hey, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta see me. Like I got this problem. And then I'm thinking that I'm gonna see Justin, my friend Justin. But I, I get, I get there, and it's an, it's not him. He's like he was out of town or whatever. And I'm with like this masseuse girl, and I'm like, oh my god. He's like, oh my god, like. You know, I'm explaining her, like, listen, like, this is a nerve thing. Like, I don't, like, I never had something like this before. Like, be careful, please, and whatever. And she just went ham on my tricep. Like, like the worst thing you could possibly do, it's uh, muscle treatment for nerves. Like, putting more pressure on it. Dude, if I could, like, move my arm and, like, still, like, not grip super hard or whatever, like, it was, it was okay. But... After the session with her, bro, my arm was like this. Fully dead. I, dead. Like, dude, I would pick up something to drink. My arm would, like, go like this. Like, I couldn't... No, I couldn't do nothing. Dude, like, the worst feeling ever. Like, it was dead. And, dude, I get in my car and I'm freaking out. I'm pissed off. Freaking out. Like, and I just... Carl Erickson, like, one of the guys that... One guy that um, rides a rides at OWC and you know also rides on the boat cool guy he has a business that does uh you know MRIs and stuff like that so I call him up and he's just super nice he's like yeah come in tomorrow we'll get you in and everything and in the meantime I'm texting Red Bull I'm texting Red Bull I'm like hey guys you know like something is wrong with my arm I'm gonna be sending you guys some some pictures you think at the APC at the Athlete Performance Center you guys can get them checked out by the doctor and see what's wrong right so they did that and then Kyle to, uh, Carl said he was like oh I had to look over by some of my guys and they said there's a little bit of inflammation but then when I got the email back from Red Bull it was like they're like there's a little bit more 
than just a bit of inflammation here. Like your radius nerve is going over like your plate. And basically what you did, it's like when you were like foam rolling, you pushed the nerve onto the plate and then it got inflamed like really bad. It's like now it's like, it's like not reacting. It, the nerves needs to regenerate a little bit, right? So then I was like, I was pretty pissed off. And like, you know, at this point I, I couldn't go to Wakefest. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't go to probably compete in the, the IWWF worlds in Italy. And like, that was one of my main goals for the year. And then, so I decided to fly back a week early to go see some of the Italian national doctors and stuff like that. And I went and they're like, dude, like, your radius nerve, it's like had a little bit of a trauma. Like the only thing that we can do, it's like to even try to even make the contest is do cortisone. And I was like, but the cortisone is like not approved by the WADA. So like if they catch you that you had cortisone, that's now it's dop doping. Like you're going to be DQ'd and all this stuff. And I'm like, listen, I'm not trying to get involved with none of this. Like people are saying that like I was like you know uh, trying to cheat or I was trying to cheat or yeah. whatever I was doing whatever it, I, I was willing to do whatever it takes to try to ride but like when the doctor told me that I could sign up I could sign this paperwork this paperwork and and I could have sent them in and potentially I could have rode because I declared that like you, you know had I had an injury and like you know I had doctors signing in and yeah. everything and and whatnot uh, there was there was a bit of like you know up and downs and they were like yeah we want to make you ride no but we don't want to make you ride and I was like you know at the end of the day I'm like listen I'm not riding I want to stay out of this you know I'll be here to support the team support the kids you know but I'm not gonna ride like because I don't want to just for one stupid mistake or whatever like you know yeah not worth it it's not worth it so so I didn't do that so then I chilled and you know after the cortisone and it started getting better i had to do like a week treatment so um it started getting better i got at like 60 percent for the europeans i was able to compete in the europeans i was able to win that that was really cool because i was at 60 percent. i wanted to get back really bad so it was like even though it was in one of the major contests though it felt good for me yeah and then you know just from there on just made a bunch of really good decisions fucking um when went back to Europe for a little bit in November. I went up to train at Red Bull. Uh, I went up and got all my, basically all, um, all of my x-rays, everything that I had to get done because they were like, we want to take that metal piece out of your arm. And I'm like, I want to take it out too. It's like, and basically, bro, like I went up at Red Bull like for a week. They did all the tests and everything. I literally... Had to go into one clinic one time, and I was in the clinic for five minutes. They did the pictures, then the picture were like sent directly to the doctor at Red Bull. Like, Red Bull has everything up in Austria. It's insane, like the APC. And uh, and then so basically, like I went home, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna let you know when we're gonna do surgery for you." And I'm like, "All right." So seven hour drive. Freaking two days later, the doctor called me like, "Yeah, get up here tomorrow. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll do surgery tomorrow. What do you think?" I'm like, all right, tomorrow? Like, all right, I got to drive seven hours. Let me, let me, let me get together. But like within like, you know, two, three days, boom, nice. inside, inside Quick. the operating room, operated by like one of the best uh, surgeon in Austria, like that did so many athletes and, and whatnot. And 
10 days, I had the stitches out. And the next day after surgery, I was already in Red Bull working on getting the motion and everything back. How is it now? And dude, since I got it out, like there was a couple things that it were always like bothering me and stuff like that. Bro, since I took it out, it's been a whole nother, whole, whole nother ball game. Metal's like, gone a lot better. Metal, metal's gone. No more crazy pain. No nothing. Like I can pull as hard as I want to. I can... When I was doing push-ups, I always get to a point where I was like, it was stinging really bad and I would lose power. Not happening anymore. Like, dude, like from last year to this year, bro, it's like totally insane, different. insane difference. That's insane. good because I feel like that could have been, I mean, obviously it was bad, the issue with the nerve, but I was just thinking like, is there an infection in your arm that's all of a sudden now turning into something where you can't move your hand? It's like. Ugh. Not, I mean, kind of best case scenario for what it sounds like in terms of being able to rehab it, get the metal out, and now you're yeah. kind of good to go. But dude, like throughout this whole process, so like this arm, this arm injury, basically, it was a two and a half year time to figure it out what actually was wrong with me, and I didn't know. Yeah, like if I would have known before that it was the metal or something like that, or it came through my head, or like I was working maybe with like a like a physiotherapist that knew a little bit more more things and and whatnot like i could have you know get it done way earlier yeah. but then it was a two-year period of time of just questioning what's questioning going on. what's going on and on top of that dude like i had no i had no uh american insurance right so when i when i'm home rehabbing after i broke my arm Dude, I get a bill from freaking yeah, Orlando. I get a bill from Orlando Health of $120,000 and I turned white. I almost fainted. Like I was like, "Oh god." I was like, "Oh god." He's like, "So you're telling me like now just cuz of one stupid decision that I made, everything that I, you know, I've been saving up for that I've been putting aside or that I've been RC doing royalties are going into yeah. account. That's not Yeah, it's all. like and now I got to pay $120,000 for the surgery. And I'm like, dude, I'm freaking out. Like, I'm trying to ask Gunner, like, hey, Gunner, help me out. Like, what do I do here and whatnot? But then when I went back to, like, see my doctor and stuff like that, my doctor was like, hey, don't worry. Like, don't pay it. Don't pay it. Keep going. Tell him, like, that you can't pay it. And, and, and work out. A deal will work out. You know what I mean? He was like, just keep not paying, not paying, and just say, um, hey, look, uh, the max I could do is 50000 right? So I so your like, insurance wouldn't cover it, though, from Italy? No, so, so I had to do this. So basically, um, I got the bill, whatever. I was talking to this other person in California to try to, like, you know, come up with a deal, come up with, like, hey, listen, I can't pay it. Let's, let's work out something that uh, the hospital will be happy with and, you know, that I could do, that I could provide. And I... You know, uh, thankfully, I was with Red Bull, and Red Bull has like a athlete uh, insurance that it maxed out at thirty thousand. As soon as I sent everything, like, dude, three days, I had thirty thousand in like in the account to like pay, start paying for this. And you know, we were able to close at fifty thousand with the hospital. So I had to send, write him a check for fifty thousand. Thankfully, Red Bull's insurance came through. And then, like, when I went back to Italy, I had to bring all the stuff. And thankfully. My mom and dad have a really good friend, Gigi, that he works for Unipol site, which is like um, a huge European um, insurance company. And basically, my 
insurance that was under the federation it was under unipol size so my buddy's the boss so he just kind of like helped me out so much and he was able to give me the other money that i that i paid out of my pocket you know so i was able to i was able to like you know kind of break even but dude for stressful. like super stressful like i had no idea how, what to do like it's like bro this is my first time like something like this happens and you know Wow. It was pretty crazy, you know. If you if you're a kid, you know that you think that uh, oh, to make a career, like all you got to do is like just ride good and just do this, and you know it's it's not just that. It's, there's so many other things and so many other factor that is like you know if I would have not been so stupid and you know and not be so like I have to prove I have to prove this I have to like. Make sure that everybody thinks that it's it was the right call to be the writer of the year and whatnot. Like, I should have let all that aside. I was like, I was in a gnarly spot. Clip thirsty, get out of there. First try, fresh go clip. So get out of there. Let's like, talk about the clip then, because I haven't seen it. I know. So dude, where is it, so, ma- it? You were telling Cole? me. Where is it, Cole? Dude, you want to see them? <laughs> I got some messages in the in the group, dude. In the group, in the citrus group, like Dami was like. Today's like so. When are we coming out by 2027 or what? Like, I yeah, mean, twenty year project. I mean, <laughs> Cole does. Cole, Cole does have a lot on his plate. He's got to do so much, right? For but, sure. Yeah. But yeah. I'm like, dude, let's just get it out. Like, I just wanted to get it out. Is it it's, clipped up? Right. I mean, are, are is there enough clips in it for a project huh, to come there, out? There's way more than enough clip for a project. We to got be some out. Blake Bishop clips in there that need. Yeah, to we got. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And dude, I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's just we want to put it. I want to put it out. Uh, we're definitely like missing like like a, a couple like intro things or whatever, but I'm like cool like just let's just get it together, put it out, and I think like the people need to see this like it's there's some insane writing in there, especially like from Dom that Dom is just like bro if we're not gonna put it out give me all the clips because nobody has seen what I've done in America for the past, like, I know, dude, like I, seven years, like it's it, almost seven years now because like, dude, it's pretty crazy. It was being hyped up for a while. And I feel like everyone was getting excited and like we were getting teasers and stuff. And it's like, I know Cole's busy and like, but I did get, I did get hurt two times throughout the thing, but I'm like, dude, just, just put it out. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, chop it up. If you need just to just chop it up, you know what I mean? It's around, like, but. and then, we like I was like it needs to come out and especially like after a year of like you know doing a lot of contests and stuff like it'd be pretty sick to you know drop a video also with a couple like of street clips yeah. that you know what I mean that I want people to see 100% you know what I mean yeah. and you know my crash is pretty gnarly in the video too it's like it's gotta be dude. You, dude you'll see the arm like go back in like uh. that it's kind of it's kind of crazy but yeah it seems like it, me and Dami and everybody been pushing to get this thing out. Let's Calls, keep pushing. Yeah, People let's keep, keep pushing. pushing. We need to see it. So in the comments or anything, you guys go flood Cole Vantov's uh, invoy, in, in, inbox. Yeah, DM and tell him. him. Yeah, DM, DM him and tell him that Citrus needs to come out. Citrus needs to come out. Yeah, maybe I'll, I'll get Cole in here and then we can kind of talk about it because that'd be a good time. Get Cole in here and then we can drop the movie. Dude. No, but Perfect. that was super, super funny. But like you want to know how the idea of Citrus came about? The name or the movie? No, the like the movie. Yeah, like no, I don't know. dude, literally, Cole just moved here from Atlanta to Orlando, and dude, I'm hanging out with Cole all the time because Cole is just super funny, amazing videographer, like super so super stoked on everything he does. He's just really really cool human. I love I love Cole. 
So then we're like, he's staying at Jimmy LaRich's house. So that's how long it is. Jimmy was still in Orlando with his house. Like, Cole was living with Jimmy. And like, I used to remember going over yeah, to I Cole. Yeah, boards like, were still directional yeah. back then. Sandal bindings <laughs> too. I mean. Yeah, and I was like, dude, I'm like, let's do something. Like, I think the sport needs like a whole like winch movie. And yeah, like, you know what I mean? And picked it up. But like, we were already like, Dommy was already getting clips. Cody was getting clips. Like we were, we were working. We did like a Tampa trip with everybody. Like we were, we were moving, you know, for for a while. And then, you know, obviously, it just kind of, it kind of, it kind of stopped for a little bit. But then I was like, you know, let's just get it out. And I know that we could begin, we can make it even more. Like, oh, we can do a little scene for the intro and this and that and whatnot. But at this point, like. It, just, just put it. Let's just Otherwise, put it what's out. gonna happen? Like, and I mean, it's just like what we gonna drop a video with boards from 2016, and you know, it's it's cool, but it's, it's kind of sick. It's kind of sick, <laughs> but I'm just like you know what I mean. Like uh, every single like every single board on the on the video, it's like from like four years. It's throwback, ago. But yeah, it's a throwback. It's got but some like, vintage gear in there, and like the, the craziest thing is like you know. I grew like I started riding rails because of Dom Hundler, like Dom and Austin, like you know, Austin Pratt. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I known Dom from like from the boys' days at the Europeans, like boat Europeans. So Dom, he used to ride boat back in the day. So uh, I've known him for a while, and then when I, you know, obviously was with Ronix, and he was with I signed with Ronix, and I started riding with Ronix. I, you know, I always wanted to be like Dom, like because I thought like. The way that he rode, like, he, he pushed it. If he had to, if he didn't have to, he did not, like... But it looks so good. It looks so good, and, like, you know what I mean? It, it's, like, turn on at the right moment. Like, you know what I mean? And if you don't need anything crazy, don't do any. Like, you know what I mean? It's just it's just too good, you know what I mean? It's, the way that he approaches, like, shoots, videos, whatever, everything that he approaches is he approaches it with a with a right mindset. He's you dialed. know what I mean? Like pretty dialed in. And then when we're talking about winch smarter, not harder and stuff like that, you know what I mean? Like he's the king of it because like I've seen him set up some stuff like pretty janky and just you know, just committing, going, knowing exactly like what to do, when to do it, uh, if it's time to push it or not. Like that was like a, a big thing that well, him and Felix, dude, have been winching for a long time. Yeah. They've got to have some of the most. I mean, Raf's got a lot, but like you talk about people who have logged a lot of tricks winching. Those two guys are up there, so they're they're doing something right. They're one hundred percent. And then on top of that, when I got to go on a couple of trips with them, and you know, like see the way you set from the way you set up from the way that you like you know set the pulley the way that you know tied the winch or the way that you look for spots or like all those things are like pretty important right and then yeah. now that we're shooting a movie with la familia it, it's cool to like being able to um be with the guys i obviously have a little bit more winching experience because and especially experience with like the guys that know how to do it the yeah. right way right so like sometimes like you know on a couple trips like this year like you know what i mean we not not like you get into it but like you know with with the homies you're like trying to make sure it's like it's not about oh let's go in there get the clip like i need to get a clip it's like let's do it the right way in the way that actually works because you know what i mean there's a couple things like where the pulley is or where like you know um, where we got to set up or the way that you're supposed to set up does a lot. 
And, you know, if you set up right, you think at every single option, then you go in and then you might end up with a clip within two tries. Yeah. But if you set it up janky and it doesn't off. work, like you can get like you can get broken off. And it's like, you know, maybe maybe you like I've gotten broken off. I've gotten sliced up from like literally like falling down and putting my arm down and there was a tube like a uh, rusty tube and it cut me up like you know what i mean like there's so many little things you know and sometimes it's like it's really cool that i i can actually be around the boys and tell them like hey guys we should actually do it this way this way this way but like not because like because i really i got hurt doing some stuff some super stuff not thinking and I don't want this to happen to anybody else. Yeah, because you want to see you want to see clips, and you want to see it done the right way. Because that's the coolest thing about wakeboarding is getting those winch clips. So you got to yeah. kind of slow down. So a little it's bit. like it's it's you know what I mean. And uh, you know sometimes when you have a crew of like you know eight riders that they're all like pretty beast, and they they all trying to prove themselves. Prove themselves. It's like you know it. It's not easy, but you know it's I. That's what I want to. Be for the guys, you know. Yeah, yeah. I want to make sure that you know. A bit of wisdom coming in. Dude. Exactly. Like I don't Need want it. them. I don't want them to make the same mistakes that I did because I paid for my mistakes. Yeah. You know what I mean. So learn from mine, and we can be all. So exactly learn, yeah. and then if it happens, obviously, <laughs> shit, it happens. You can't like control everything. Yeah. But I think that's that's something that I you know that I care about doing, and I care about my friends, and I care about like you know the people that I ride with, and um, you know and. If I could, you know, if I could uh, provide something intelligent and good to do and that I know how to do, it's, it's important. Absolutely. So you just, you just touched on La Familia, the movie. So I talked to Ty when he came in a while ago and he was saying they hadn't, you guys hadn't stacked any clips yet, but that was midsummer. So how's it looking? What's well, the, uh, so, so the, the concept that we got going on, it's, it's really cool. Yeah. Run through the whole thing. Cause I think it was still in early stages. So we're still, we're it. still in the early stages. We had one full trip. Like we had one full Italy trip. Like it was supposed to be two weeks. It got cut down to one week because, uh, pro tour moved their last final stop. So, um, we had to, we had to, we had to change the dates and everybody else had double or nothing. So between the last pro tour and double or nothing, like the guys got to come o over to Italy and we rode in my hometown and stuff like that. Like the goal is to like kind of touch base at everybody's, uh, home spot, home spot, man. Like that's, that's where it all like happened for, uh, each one of us. That's where we all started. And I think taking it back to the roots, it's, uh, it's really cool. And, um, uh, and so yeah that's that's a little bit uh the 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 Kinda idea sort of around it yeah the idea around it and obviously we want to keep doing all the like episodes that like kind of like you know lead into lead into it like make you understand that we're filming a movie that like kind of takes you through a journey yeah that that at the end of the day will be the movie um and yeah dude i'm, I'm super stoked like we actually the, the Italy trip went super good you got like, clipped the, up we, we clipped up okay we, we clipped up like on the boat, dude, in one day, 20 clips. 20 clips in one day. We got any MBDs? Uh, MBDs with grab, like, like. Hey, MBDs, MBDs. You, you know, like, MBDs? not like, not like MBDs, like tricks. Like never, back 14 or whatever, like. Like, not like different grabs on like tricks that you may, like, we might have put out and stuff like that. But like, we got like different grabs, like, like different like things. And everybody was doing something a little different. So like, none of the, none of the tricks that we've put out like through our like YouTube channel, like 
we might have clipped up with like the same trick, but at least like a different you grab or something like that, that, that. Like you know what I mean? That yeah. like we haven't put out yet. Like you know, so it it was really cool. It, it was it, it's tough because you obviously don't have that many tricks, but obviously in Italy, it's more expensive to 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 ride and stuff like that. And like the wake was good, but we didn't have like the size wake as Usually like here right. in Orlando. You know yeah. what I mean? So like. We focus more on like, you know, when you go to Italy, you want to focus more on the beauty of the location and make sure that the like, what if even if somebody does a 12 in Italy, like 12, no grab is like, yeah, it's a good, it's a good trick, but like, does it kind of matches with the surrounding and like, like harmonious and like beautiful, yeah. like, you know what I mean? It's, I feel like that's also like kind of. You know, important when you're doing a movie, you just kind of like find out the location. Obviously, the, the hammer's location, I think, it will be the Orlando one. Just well, because, backyard kind just of back, Exactly. Just yeah. because, you know what I mean? Every summer we're here, everybody's riding together. We're getting clips. So, like, obviously, when you're riding with everybody in Orlando, big wig, whatever, like, it, that a lot, of bi- a lot of big things are going to come out yeah. here. But... But no, it was really cool. We were, dude, we were literally grinding. Like we did one week, we rode so much. Uh, We were getting up early, doing a session, boat session, then eat quick lunch, go and hit a spot, come back, and whoever didn't hit hit a a spot, hit a hit a hit a spot, and then we come back and ride again in the evening. Like so, literally, like you know what I mean. Some people might have, you know what I mean. Whoever hit the spot or whatever, like it might not ride the evening sesh. Yeah. But we were pretty productive. We like made it to like, you know, ride in the morning spot, ride again, ride in the morning spot. You know, it 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 was it was it was pretty good. It was pretty pretty good. So we were. It was also like the first time that we were, you know, all together, like filming for something pretty big. You know what I mean? And, you know, obviously you have you have A-riders. And these A-riders, like, they all want to do the best they can, right? So it's like, obviously, you want to do your best all the time. But, like, you know, sometimes it's like, you know, you got, you got Sam, like, busting out crazy stuff. You got Luca, you know, busting out his stuff, like, super steezy and whatever. You got Ty just... You know what I mean? It, you got Wolf riding his way. You got cut, like we focused a lot on like some good, solid tricks that are like nice to watch. Perfect. And, you know That's what, what I mean? People want to see, I think. Too. Exactly, exactly. But then, like, obviously, we're gonna we're gonna probably have like a Lake Ronick section, section. Obviously, the Orlando section. Um, planning to go Australia. That's a that's a that's a big that's a big that's a big one for a trip. It's far away. Uh, it's far away, <laughs> and yeah, we're trying to you know Sam Brown's got to. Well, there's some contests over there, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. We got Mo- well, we contest. got Moomba and stuff. So we're gonna go hang out at Sam Brown's place. He's actually like last year we went and hang out at his place, and he's got perfect, perfectly fine 2.0 in his backyard that he wanted to sell. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Before you Not sell, yet. no, 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 no. <laughs> it's like before you sell that thing, we're gonna get clipped up on it. He's like, we're gonna get clipped up on it. We we're like we're bringing the squad here next year after Moomba. We're building like stuff, and let's do it. It's like it's. Too easy not to. Yeah. You know, and so, and that'll be cool. Like, I'm the most excited I am. It's honestly, it's probably for Josh and Brandon. Really? Yeah. I want them, like, I'm, I'm excited for them, man. And uh, because 
I feel like they haven't been able to be part of something like like a like a big movie or something yet. And I think they are the trappers of rail riding. Like they trap. Like you can't tell me that they're not trappers. Like Tell me what trap means and I can tell like, you if they're trap. I mean, or not. trap. Like, dude, come on. You know what I mean? Almost if, like, the music, you know what I mean? Like, you know how you trap and you know what I mean? Like, they find any piece of plastic where they can put their board on. Like, even if it's this much, that much, you know what I mean? Like, they're, they're really gibbers, like, huge jibbing, yeah. like, you know? And they're getting out in the streets? Oh, yeah. They, okay. they got to get, they got to get, I've got yeah. in here. Yeah, 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 yeah. They've been getting in the streets. Yeah. Okay. Josh, Josh got a clip. Oof got an insane clip. Oof just really yeah Oof got a fucked up like, building the hype for this yeah, one dude yeah Oof. and when when are we thinking this is I mean you, you probably don't have an hopefully idea yet, like but. we don't have an idea but we are like we are hoping that like by this time next year we pretty much have kind of like most of the clips the and clips. then we got most of the clips and stuff like that and then you know time to um, put together and then obviously from there on like if you have every clip movies like kind of getting together and then obviously start probably working on like some movie merch some stuff like that like try to do it the right way and um obviously the premiere if it's if it's gonna happen because you know now that i i can't be saying like if it like now that i've been saying citrus 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 you might, you even came out, on this one. you know what i mean i might be scarred for life that every movie that i'm in it doesn't come out but no you'll have the you'll have the most clips that no one's ever seen before yeah exactly <laughs> exactly but uh, no, but it should be it should be pretty fun. I think we want to do it in a cool, fun way. And honestly, we we just wanna we just wanna unite the sport. Like that's I feel like what we need. Well, we hit need all to terrain be, is what yeah, you guys are doing. Yeah, but so. we need to like unite all the sport in the sense that like I would love to see more contests where we ride boat and cable in the same spot or whatever. Like just just you know the industry's small. Like let's let's be together. Let's let let it's you know it's it needs it. Hundred uh, percent. Before I, I want to talk about that in a, in a second, but what does uh, what does Giza mean? Uh, a geezer, Giza. Luca. Luca says basically it's like an old man, like a Giza. Is that like an old, like a like a like a matured man? Like what up, Giza? Okay. Like, yeah, Luca is the main Giza. He's the main Giza. Yeah, I get down with that. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so speaking, of, you were just talking about combining cable and in boat contests. You're one of the few riders that you can think of nowadays that really pursues all aspects of the sport boat cable and winch um maybe not as much winch recently but you've you've got your hand in a lot of it like you did unlocking the netherlands which we can talk about a little bit but why do you think it's important for a rider like you to or anyone to kind of like you said the sport's small do all of them why do you think it's important uh it all it all started it all started like you know i'm a bit of a i'm a bit of a perfectionist like i never i never i never like I never gave myself like I never give myself too much. Oh, that was good. Oh, yeah, that was. It's like I'm always looking for the next thing. And like every time that like you know I do something cool or something fun, you know, it's like yeah, that was good. Or maybe like for example, wake the city. Every time that like I worked so hard to make it happen. After and like during during it, I'm doing an interview here, doing this and that, and like at the beginning, I'm like, oh my god, there's so much stuff to do. But then when you're done and you have some downtime. That's when I'm like, dude, I wish I could be working like Wake the City every day just because that makes me feel accomplished, right? So there was one one point, one turning point in my life, I guess, where I was like really like, obviously, I was trying to ride rails. I was trying to winch. I was trying to like, like I wanted to do like, you know, instead of doing like one thing like super good, like, you know, I just ride boat and this is what I do and stick to that. 
it was more of like I know my my spot in the industry like I know that if I can do a trick in a different way or a new trick every year like a, like different just outside the box or something I should be I should be happy because that's where I like that's where I want to be I want to create new ways of doing things and not the same way right but then I also wanted to be really good with sponsors that every sponsor you know be do always more than you're asked for for every sponsor because it's important and um and then I also wanted to write cable and I wanted to write winch why because if a company needs to sponsor two guys one boat guy one cable guy or 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 whatever like you know what I mean they got to they got to have to spend for two people they they got to have to pay two people you know but if you can do boat cable winch why why like it kind of like why would i sign three people it puts well, you like, that much higher than all the other guys like, that are just doing the work that's thing. that that's my thought like that i had it's just like you know if i can bring more to the plate if i can ride boat ride rails ride winch my sponsor can take me to a boat show and i'm pretty good at like you know selling stuff and i'm like you know also got a personality that like you know it, it's good for people getting people closer to sport that you know what i mean like if you can check all the boxes then it's gonna be a no-brainer for a sponsor to like not pick you up right yeah but i always looked at it like you know i've always like you know when you're being when you're around other riders or something sometimes you're like oh you're so lucky that you have this or you're you're so lucky that uh you are with them or and, and to me one thing that always got me fired up one thing that always got me fired up and i'm like if he's getting this deal that means that I could be getting this deal too. Like it's like it's not because he's special. It's like, you know, that means like we're in the same sport. Like, you got this going. I was like, then maybe if I work hard and do it the right way, then I could get like maybe not the same sponsor, another sponsor, but I could get the same deal. You know what I mean? And then on top of that, like one thing that I don't want to cut off at all. It's like I'm from Italy. I Italy's small. It's not huge, right? America is humongous, right? And if I'm doing a weird sport in Italy, in a smaller country, it's easier to be known. It's easier to get known. And like, you probably achieve some stuff that like, you know, not many other people in your country has achieved. So then like, you have a chance to shine a little bit better. And like, you know, if you do your, uh, if you do, if you work really good with also like a little bit of a manager or something like you can start getting smaller deals that might be even just like maybe a company wants to come and be like, oh, I want to, I want to, you know, uh, I see you're an athlete. I want to give you this superfood sponsor, like whatever. Like I want to do a deal where you do three Instagram posts and four stories and, uh, and I'll pay you three grand. Right. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll start doing it. But then like, you know, we start talking and I like the brand. I like, I, I, I really love like the food that you make or whatever you want to do. And then I come, I come at you with like other pitch ideas or whatever. And next thing you know, maybe you take them out on the boat and then they freaking love the sport. Next thing you know, you might have a contract for a full year. Like, I, like you know what I mean? Like, my, like you know, I'm trying like, try to like, you know, go and work in every, like, try to like. You want to do it all. Yeah, you, you want to, yeah, do it all. And I'm like, obviously, I love America. I don't want to go away from America anytime soon. But like when I'm in Italy, I do a lot, a lot of cool things that I'm like super hyped on. Because when I go back, it's like, you know, 
I'm the like you know I'm the wakeboarder guy or whatever you know and and maybe here like if I'm like the wakeboarder guy and I go ask somebody if I can get some magic tickets it'd be like who are you like we don't care like we don't care what you do what like who you are like you know you're not not yeah. big enough or whatever you know but like in Europe and stuff like that like it's you know you have that chance to like grow your brand also over there and like I I I know where I'm coming from I know where I'm from and like I just want to keep trying to push the sport also at home because that's that's where it all started for me and if i can make just even one kid get stoked that now with all the social media and the way that we're moving he can stay at home train at home and actually make it into the sport it's huge it's amazing like that's that's all i want to do i want to motivate the the kids and the younger generation from from my country to they, they, if they want to do it and they put in the work, they could do it. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people are always, you know, the Red Bull hat or helmet is definitely one of those things where it's like, well, why does he have the Red Bull? Why is he on Red yeah, Bull? Yeah. Why is he on Red Bull? It's, well, it's like, well, look at where he's from. Why, you know, look at his his area that he's coming from. Is he the guy for that area? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, guess guess what? America's huge. There's a lot of guys in America that could beat the guy. There's not going to be 100 of them. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it's like. Yeah, it's it's weird to compare in terms of like opportunities and stuff, but it sounds like what you're saying is just always be involved and always yeah. look for that next thing, always do stuff. But then also like, you know, I'm signed by Red Bull Italy. And then as I told you, we were talking earlier, um, huge shout out to Philippe Zarif because uh, he's literally killing it for Red Bull America. Um, obviously, dude, like I was not even like, you know, I was not even getting... No, not uh, noticed or even got picked to like go do this little activity in Florida for Red Bull or whatever at the time. And then since Philippe got on, he like literally like put wakeboarding like in front of like all the big people's faces. Like you know, now in Miami, Red Bull's got uh, Jimmy that takes Jimmy people. Rich, yeah, yep. Jimmy LaRich that t- takes people out on on the boat with the Red Bull logo. And basically now when Red Bull has any people, no matter how important they are or whatever, in Miami, they're going to go out on the boat. Like they provide a service where they put them like in the boat to wakeboard or wake surf or whatever it is. So like basically like all these big people are being in contact with the sport a lot more. And it's, and it's super important, right? And like, that was another big thing that I wanted to do at a point in my career where I'm like, dude, I just want to be able to do stuff with Red Bull Italy and Red Bull America. And they're on the same page that they want me at this events and they want me at that events. Like I want to just like, if I'm here and I could like, even if I got to drive three hours to Miami for like a small event or whatever, like if I'm a help for them, I want to be the help. I want to go. You know what I mean? It's just like, I, it's like, please use me. I'm here. Like, you know what I mean? It's a no-brainer that I'm here and you're not going to, like, even, like, send me a text that this is going on or whatever. Like, just, you know, I always want to do unite, like, the, the two it's things. worldwide. But, um, yeah, like, Pitbull, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, honestly, I have to do a lot of things for Red Bull Italy. Like, I have to be in my own country. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can't just, like, you know... Uh, sign with Red Bull Italy and then you just stay the whole time in America and you and you don't do nothing for the brand in Italy you know so that's that's another thing that like I'm so glad actually that I'm with Red Bull Italy because I did realize that 
what I want to do is try to go to sport also at home. And like, they're a huge platform to have me do that, you know, and, and we work together really cool. So that's, that's, that's another thing that it was, that was pretty big, but I, I definitely have a feeling that wakeboarding is growing. It's definitely growing. And, um, and yeah, man, like huge shout out to everybody that, you know, keep loving the sport and grinds to like, try to, you know, grow it. Absolutely. I mean, me and you were talking, I feel like a lot of people are thinking, oh, you know, wakeboarding, yeah, wake surfing, wakeboarding's on the decline. It's like, I don't know, wakeboarding is still very much so alive. And like, you get people all over the world that are seeing growth in the sport and getting more people into it. And there's people in the right places that are making the right moves. Like this guy at Red Bull who's getting more people on the boat, experiencing wakeboarding. Like all those little pieces are huge. For sure. In, in any action sport, wakeboarding, you know, is a little bit tougher because you got to have a boat or a cable. But um, it, it's good to hear that, that that's kind of how things are going. Um, got a oh. Patreon question. Yep. You, you want to say something? No, yeah. I was just going to say, I think like contests are a little bit on a decline and the sport is on the way up. That, that's the way I look at it. That's because the vibe you're getting. The vibe is like, I think that every center, wakeboarding center or whatever, is doing more people coming to ride, more people coming to ride and try out the sport. And like, they're, 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 they're doing a lot of tickets, but like, obviously, um, the, um, the, 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 the contest part of it, we don't have the X Games. We yeah. don't have, like, look at the X Games. The X Games turned into uh, a music festival. This last year was you watched summer or winter X Games. Oh yeah, dude, terrible. I, I mean, like, I mean, the yeah. riding was sick, obviously, but like the event itself is nowhere near what X Games used to be. No, no, exactly. But like, you know what I mean? They made a transition at one point. They were like, okay, if we just do the the the, the contest here, um, and don't put any other fun activities to do, like not yeah. nobody's gonna show up. And now you see that, like you know. They even had young gravy in the yeah, building. I don't know about you that, know yeah. what I mean? I <laughs> you know, no, I'm just no, I'm just joking. But, but you yeah, know, they're doing other stuff. But it's Music it's funny, acts, right? like it's, you know. I mean, but they're doing events. they're they're bringing some other entertainment that people can you know drink, listen to music, and watch some good stuff going down. And just like I mean, look at Zeb Powell. Zeb Powell, perfect example of like you know, amazing writer super creative not necessarily the triple cork whatever type rider x games made a cool fun contest like knuckle hug they mainstreamed it and that was the perfect platform for zeb to like come in and you know take over and look how big it's it, I don't look know out, the numbers, look out, yeah. but like is but, it more popular and cooler than the other ones? Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like so. somebody does a triple cork or whatever, and like you know, uh, cool. Like somebody doesn't even know what what it what he's doing, and then somebody does like a coffin slight backflip to over method, like you know, to method, yeah. like you know, just whatever. Like that's cool. Like you need no way I could maybe if I could train I could kind of try some stuff like that like you know what i mean it's more relatable for like people that actually do this sport right you know a knuckle hug like you much rather do a knuckle hug than hit a like you know 70 foot jump well everybody's got a knuckle at their hill right yeah exactly so it's like yeah it's so you know and zeb like you know super amazing street rider and you and know great wakeboarder too great wakeboarder too and dude it's it's so awesome to see that like you know it's not all about like who can do this or that and like 
I look at Zeb as like he's a marketing machine. He's like you put him everywhere, he shines. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? And and like you ain't gotta be able to do a you know nineteen or and that's know, the cool thing about action like sports that. too, like, right? It's not about who can score the most points or who can do the most spins and flips. It's like there's these avenues for guys like Zeb or like street guys or whatever to do something that transcends the sport and people think are cool. And it's like, you didn't do a triple, but guess and, what? And dude, that's it amazing. More. It like, brings more people to the sport. It brings more people that are not going to be like, Oh, I just want to do what they do in slope style. No, it's like, it brings like, you know, it teaches the kids that they could go whatever direction they want to go. Yeah. Your average you dude know what I mean? can do whatever. Like, exactly. Yeah. So like, I think that's, that that's super important because, you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, Zeb, Zeb's been doing tricks and things on rails, off rails with a style that like, you know, you don't see every day. And it just puts a smile on your face. And it, like, yeah. How can you not, how can you watch Zeb, like guy like Zeb and just not smile? Exactly. Like he kills it. All right. So I think we, uh, we shift into a Patreon question from Patrick Sinner. Oh yeah. Patty. So he's going, he says, Massey, out, what's your favorite RXT boot of all time? Man, uh, favorite RXT boots of all time. I would have to go with the Red Bull collab. I would have to go with that because run us through that. Yeah, it, it, it was pretty. It was pretty tough. Huge I was sh- gonna ask. How huge hard shout was out it? to Hayes Willis and uh, Patrick and Paul O'Brien, obviously for you know getting everything going. And uh, so the idea kind of came like, oh, let's do maybe a life jacket or maybe like a boot, like we know with a Red Bull logo. What do you guys think if we send it? You know to the guys and figure it out figured out if they like it or not so i guess they made the first uh the first kind of concept and uh you know hayes was like oh this is cool but like the rebel has never done a collaboration where they like where they put their logo and somebody else is gonna sell the product and like like they're not gonna put their logo and sell the product like that's they, they you don't just, see it they you, just you, don't yeah. do it like I think they did it with like Travis Pastrana for like one mer- like t-shirt t-shirt drop or something like that, but they, they don't usually put their logo and let somebody else sell. The contract that Patrick had to go through and sign, I think it was like this big, like something crazy. And you shout out to Hayes Willis because Hayes really was pushing over in Austria for like you know making sure that this was happening and whatnot. And when they they gave us the green light, like. How many designs do you think you guys went through? All right, mate. So, okay, I was going... I had a guy in Italy that is my buddy, Pepe, and he's such a sick designer, and we had a couple cool little graphics that it was me... Like, my actual Instagram, like, profile pic. It's, like, the skull and whatever. Like, at the beginning, it was supposed to be that. Or something, like, a little bit more aggressive, but uh, we couldn't come to conclusion, too, because there was a little bit too aggressive and the skull or whatever. So like we kind of, you know, knew that the RXD consumer, it's more somebody that likes their board nice and clean, smooth. And you know, that has got like a, that good, like kind of like Ferrari look and, you know, and, um, so basically we went with something a little bit more simple, but I think it was something really cool that the sport needed. We did like a super fun party to release the boo and we got together and, you know, being able to pull something like that off, it was, it's something that, you know, I'll never forget, you know? Well, especially for kids, I feel like if you're a kid in action sports, you always see the at the energy drink company as like, oh, it'd be cool to wear, like, you know, to be on the team. And like, you're, you're never going to get a product, an actual board product that has the Red Bull thing on it. But like you were saying, it's very rare. So it's yeah. like super rare for that to happen, but it's cool. I'm sure a lot of kids were stoked. To get yeah, that no, boat. that's, that's, a, that's another cool thing. The kids uh, were like super stoked and it, it, it 
makes me pump when I see even like two years later, like or a year and a half later, that some kids are still rocking them. They just they just love them. Yeah, you know, and that was that was that was really cool. And that's 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 as I said, something something that I'll remember forever. Just you know, just being able. That's why I got a one pair of freshies like that. With the pin, you still got the pin. You know, still pin, got the pin right. and everything. So, all right, let's talk. Uh, let's talk some. We're talking gear. So, what's your uh, board size, stance, rope length, speed, all that, all that shit? You, you ride. All right, for the bow, I ride a one forty RXD with size nine boots, and uh, for the twenty twenty four, we added one extra hole. So before it was only three, so now we added four. And basically the fourth one, like I used to ride all the way in on the current one, on the 2023. And on the 2024, I ride one out because it's a, a tiny bit wider than all the way in on this year's board. Um, and I think uh, I think I like it better a little bit wider because, you know, sometimes like when I get the grabs and stuff, like I get close to the boot. And I don't like that. So, but like a little more wiggle room. Yeah. But it's, I mean, I do like a little bit of a skinnier stance, a little better for like landing and landings and stuff like that. So, so one out. So yeah, one out. On and then the what are you, what angles are you rocking? Uh, I'm rocking 15, 15. Okay. And on the cable, I, I change it up. Like I go, I ride a kinetic. Um, and I ride it all the way in in the front, one out in the back, like a little bit directional kind of. That's backwards directional, right? All huh? the way in in the front. Are you? Are you? Goofy? No, I got a shorter tail. I got a shorter tail. Okay, shorter tail. Yeah, gotcha. And then what? Uh, what rope length and speed on the boat? Uh, rope length. I ride it like seventy-seven. Cause my it's it's a little longer than seventy-five, and then I go like twenty-two point two. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And then what, what boat do you got? Uh, I got a Malibu M240. Is that the, what's the new big one? Oh, uh, the M242, man. That thing is okay. it's awesome. It's really cool because I've always said, you know, like Malibu has got such a good wake transition. You know what I mean? And it's whenever you land, you have so much room to make it down the tranny. And then while, you know, in some other wakes, you know, you get such a big kick but like you know the space to land it's not much so i feel like this new boat is the perfect uh you know it unites everything it's like it's got that big kick that you want but also it's got so much landing you got a bigger landing ramp yeah yeah bigger landing ramp more transition so yeah, I'm super stoked. I, Ulf uh, doesn't need that landing ramp. Though. No, no, he Ulf doesn't need, doesn't need it. it. He just goes straight to the <laughs> he flats. He just needs a one wake boat. Dude. Exactly. <laughs> no, yeah, Ulfie, Ulfie this year is like probably one of the guys that I'm the most proud of. Like, he really like you know turned it up, stepped it up. Like this year, like you know, totally found his way of riding that is standing out like crazy. And and I, I'm super happy that he, he's been able to do it. He's he's been a phenomenal rider for a lo- phenomenal rider for a long time, especially Kai and Wolf. You don't see it very much, but like they rip on the cable because they got their own cable down in Argentina. They got it going on, and they're like some of the hardest working dudes ever. Like I'm I'm telling you, like if we got to go move rails, move things, they'll they'll they show up in. barefoot. They'll jump in with whatever they got on. They'll get it done. So like they're hardworking dudes and 
And I, and I'm you know obviously Kai had that big you know Wakefest win and he was already a little bit more uh, you know established in the contest side of things and this year Ulf like totally like just changes riding in contest like you could tell that he, like you know he's going nuts he's going huge sending and like being more consistent than when he does like wake to wake stuff just because he loves it he wants to do it and like. Dude, it's it's so sick to see this. Speaking of guys who get I me in, I was gonna ask who gets you most hyped on wakeboarding right now. Park and boat. Ooh, that's a, that's a that's a that's a tough question. Um, you don't have to limit it. No, 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 no. Yeah, for sure. Um, I've been, you know, obviously the guys, you know, all the La Familia guys are they're awesome. I, I love riding with them. It's it's we push each other. It's great. Um, you know, Ty is insane. Sammy B, absolute filthy animal. You know what I mean? Like that Disgusting. thing. He just he just can move his leg whatever he wants, and it's just and he's got like such a sick personality too. He's just he's just funny. Um, you know, Kai, Ulf, all the guys. Obviously, all right, outside of, outside of La Familia, outside of La Familia. I'm like I'm super I'm super hyped on. Um, obviously, my my favorite rider, one of my favorite riders of all time, is Aaron Rathy. I think like Aaron Rathy, it's it's nasty, um, dude. Like another kid that gets me like super super stoked is there's there's a couple Italian kids that they're they're, they're ripping, you know, uh, Federico and Stefano. They're 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 ripping. They're okay. they're getting they're getting technical, um, but I mean style wise, Cheyenne, the J- Japanese kid, Cheyenne Takawa, dude, that kid's got some sixties grabs, everything super dope and. You know, there there's a lot of there's a lot of people that I'm like, you know, pretty pretty stoked on. Even like Jamie User, you know, just signed with Red MK, Bull. I, yeah. you know, they actually asked me about uh him and I was like, Yeah guys, this green kid light. is he's gonna be really cool. Uh green light. So he he's ripping. Max Max um from France, Maxime Rue. I think I think he's one of my favorite all around right now. Or like him, like Cam. You know, like Max can 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 rip cable as well. Yeah. Like, it's pretty cool to see. You know, just being able, another cool friendship that I'm really stoked in the in the wakeboarding industry. Like Camille and Max. You know, Max is a little is better on the boat. Camille is better on the cable. But they bring they 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 you know they're such good friends and they both you know bring a lot of good good stuff together. And I'm really stoked on them. Damn, that's obviously. a lot of good names right there. Yeah, obviously, you know, like yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously, like you know, Pedro is super nasty. Like another guy that I really like, Connie. He's ripping. Like I mean, Cross. Like how can you forget Cross? Like Cross is absolutely dirty. You know, um, I get a lot of people come in here and I ask them who gets them stoked. You know, they they give it a couple names, but you can tell Mass is plugged in, dude. You're plugged in, dude. Like I, I mean. It's like you love it. How can you not? Like, how can you not? There's so many people doing so many good things. Like, you know, the guy, the space mob crew, the boys, like they're they're running such a cool operation up there, man. Like, uh, it, it, it's so sick. You know, it just brings people close. Like, you know, it it gives them something to relate. You know, and it, it's it's just so good. We need more people that to drive. You know, more more kids and fans towards the right direction. Like, you know. Yeah. And and I I think it's 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 pretty amazing, you know, like I got to like another like Enzo, 
And so I survived like another super sick rider, you know, Jules, like, you know, and or Hervé, Hervé's insane. He just did the unofficial over in France. Yeah, and, like, yeah. Dude, like Hervé is insane, super steezy, like, you know, like, and that's another cool, like, concept that uh, of, a, of a competition that we did, like, like the unofficial, like. Hervey literally had the guy like closed up the cable. Everybody showed up in vans. He had like, you know, tents out. Like we were literally get to shred, get getting to shred the 2.0 with like a, a whole crew of really good riders, right? And just have a good time. And then one night we went to the skate party in Bordeaux. Uh, the next night we did like a little party over at the cable. And like you know we did the best line contest. And then you know it, it was just really fun and cool. And there's so many people that deserve a lot in wakeboarding, I think. It's just like, you know, obviously, like, the sport ain't so big. We have we don't have as much money, but, like, you know what I mean? There's so many people that deserve, you know, to be paid and to be, to be taken care of the way it's supposed to, and they're not. And, you know, that actually hurts me because it's like, dude, it's like, what when are we got like when me? yeah when when are we gonna take care of these people like when are like when are like you know like they're putting in so much time and effort they're doing so many good things and it's like just because they live outside the the U.S. doesn't mean that they can do good stuff or they can do their own shit like everybody in in Europe now like have their own basically filmer or friends that put everything together like you can tell them you know put together a little something yeah, it's not like your, it was you know it's like, ago, right? like it's like you know what I mean like it's just put together something and like you know i think we could use so much more our european riders and you know um especially on the cable side of things man like especially on the cable side of things like i see like sometimes how much price money is in cable and like kind of hurts like you know i mean at least like at least there should be at least six bands for like six thousand at least for the first first place or something like how do you think we get there it's how just like think, how do you think we get there i think I think um, just, you know, travel more probably. Like, I don't know, like, travel more as a as a group, you know? Like, uh, I feel like if, for example, Ronix did, like, a European tour or, like, an Asia tour or an Australia tour yeah. where we go out our way to, like, literally, like, please the dealers and all the people that, like, you know, like, you know, we've been in the States, forever i can't tell you last time that like i would love to get a group of riders from ronix liquid or whatever it is like you know i wish the brands would be like okay we're going on a world tour we're doing australia we're doing asia we're doing europe and like we're gonna stop by every single cable every single dealer we we gotta put more attention to them as well and like you know have you guys in europe for like two weeks in order to help the dealers get rid of their boards, do like little events and be yeah. around kids. And that's what makes it real. That's too. what like, makes it real too. Like, and you know what I mean? Like if you look at it, the, the drop in the skate drop in tour, like they've been, you know, they started in Florida with the first one and now they do it in, you know, they do a, a America tour. They do an Australia tour. Like they're doing an Asia tour. Like, you know what I mean? We got to get the people and the riders to, whoever supports them and really loves them like you know what i mean you can't just cut out australia or cut out europe that they're two are the or or asia that two are the biggest you know some of the biggest you know 
places That's where a lot of people are riding. where there are a lot of people, of people are run, riding and you know what i mean there yeah I, f- I feel like that's that's what it needs like you know utilize a little bit more for that your would marketing help bring it together yeah too, like right? you know what like i mean like kind of utilize a lot more the riders and the and the and the boards and boots and things marketing you know yeah like for example with the rxt like i would love to do like and like you know obviously like you know i would love to like you know do like a little tour or like you know like even myself like just to go around or whatever but you know i feel like there's only so many masses i mean there's only one massey no but i'm just saying like it's like i don't want it like i don't want to do it by myself like i want to do it with the whole team like because i think the team needs to needs to be all together like all the time like you know what i mean like x games red bull Every Red Bull athlete has got a house. Red Bull's got a house where every athlete is there. They're all together. They're like bringing their people that do content things, whatever. Like you know, and they do. They're always doing something. They're more like a family and stuff like that. Like we're lucky to have like Ronix because that's that that spot is just amazing. You know, where like we feel like a family out there. But I definitely think that we would have to travel a lot more with the team, with the people, go meet our distributors, and like really give all of our distributor more time to like be like hey the guys actually you know the the, the guys in america america are actually like you know trying to help us sell more product by sending the team out here by sending the people and then you know give away boards and you know just let people spend time on the boards you know i think yeah, that's, get people stoked get yeah. people into it i think i think is that do you think that's in the plans? I mean, for you in the coming future, couple of years here with with some brands to go. Yeah, and I mean, do more of that stuff. Or? Hopefully, yeah. You know, I try to I try to get I try to get out for boat shows and stuff. Like I've been coming back like all the time for like boat shows and and stuff like that. That that's kind of cool. Like you know, obviously it's different than your type of like work on the water, but you got to be able to talk about your product. You got to be able to see the people that are buying the product. And like, you know, what I tell people at boat show most of the time is like, dude, I'm, I'm not here to like sell you something. I'm, I'm just, I, this is what I do. And it's like, I'm here to like point you towards the right direction on a board that you telling me right now on two feet, you telling me that you're at this level and I could probably put you on the right board that would work for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just because, you know, I spend the best sale is an honest sale, right? Just yeah. be honest with the guy, hang out with him. Oh, what do you need? I'm not trying to push this product on you that you don't need. Just to, this is what works for you. So get this totally. and you're going to be way more happy with it. I say we talk some videos. I think right, that's talk good. Videos. We, we talked, we talked Citrus a little bit. We talked La Familia movie, but let's talk about some uh, clips that we can see that have been out there before. So I think we start with Caro Italia. Cara Italia. That was a, that was, I was a, pretty close. Yeah. yeah that, that was a, <laughs> I wasn't close at all. That was a that was a cool project, man. Um, it was through around like the second uh, COVID like area, the the second COVID uh, like the wave or whatever. infestation. And um, no, but it was it was kind of cool. Like uh, I knew that um, I wanted to go back home for a little bit and spend some time with the family because you know uh, stuff was starting to get a little bit locked up and after the the summer or the first wave of COVID and you know. It, w- it was a long season and I just gotten back from breaking my arm. So like, you know, it was tough. And, um, and then I decided like, I'm going to go home, chill. And then I got home the next day I showed up at the cable, uh, space tapes was a thing. Um, I had a bunch of the homies in Italy and I was like, fuck, it'd be kind of cool that like 
the guys you know the, the, the space mob crew and whatever the boys like kind of know me like because you know i go up to the park sometimes you know we we know each other they're great people and i was like how sick would it be if we have a whole italian like team with a bunch of good riders from italy and we just you know film our own thing and like maybe just because they know me like and the boys that they fucking rip like they get noticed even more yeah. just because like it's, I can help all of it's a, it'd be really cool and to do a project with all italian guys all in italy whatever it was super sick so ended up um you know taking some of the italian riders ricky leo and maori so and we went and hit a few a bunch of winch spots i just had my uh, red bull bought me a sculpture so yep so we were just grinding trying to you know we filmed first all the hacks at the cable um and then and then you know obviously got a bunch of clips and then we're like as and as the more we move forward and the more we get street clips clips we start taking out all the cable like yeah. you know what i mean like you start eliminating some of the like easier trick or like stuff like you want a little bit of cable we want to do more winching and obviously i could try to get like i could go on the boat one day i, I went on the boat one day with my buddy with a gopro and a tube and within one day we got all the clips that we needed it but it was really cool because you know we 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 got into it i was able to take all the guys winching in italy and like you know putting into practice a lot of the things that dom and felix you know taught me and being with them and so like we do the space tapes we're super hyped on how everything comes down we're like, realizing that we're the only thing one thing that we missed it was one big handrail so I was like, you know, I was like, yeah, we could do it, whatever. Like, but it's the last day. Today's the last day that we can get it. Like, you know, whatever. So that we wake up super early. We go set up this crazy handrail and literally Ricky goes to hit it. And the winch just like didn't work. And I was like, all right, well, because we were hitting a spot with Leo uh, the day before and we were under the rain and like literally the, the remote got wet and nah. and so i had to get a new remote but um it was really cool right so we didn't get the handrail but we're still super stoked we did a ton of winching like i think we showcased like a bunch of really good italian riders maori's wakescape part was you know the rail to rail so rail to rail freaking sex change like dude maori is insane and it, it was super cool to like have a whole italian squad so we film Space Daves, we get fourth, it was super cool though, we're super hyped on, you know, like the time that we spent together, like the amount of grind that we did or whatever. And then I literally get home and I'm like, all right, perfect. I already didn't want to do Space Daves because you know what I mean? I just broke my arm winching and did a bunch of winching. I'm super happy on how it went, no big crashes, no nothing. And uh, Dave calls me and he's like, yo, what up, man? Like, uh. I'm thinking of, uh, you know, like I talked to Wakeboarding Magazine, I talked to Ronix, you know, what a, we might be able to get a little bit of budget together and we can we could film something. And I'm like, wow, I just got done filming the space tapes. It was so, so much like driving by car, so much things. And, and I was just like, and I see that there's a little bit of a wave of COVID coming, look like they're going to shut down some stuff. I was like, all right, Dave, get down here, come down. We'll have a good time. So Dave comes, and uh, and we are we like to just tell you like how the situation was like. My uncle has a hotel, 
um, just 15 minutes away from my house. Like for how bad COVID was, like me and Dave got a two two rooms at like my uncle's hotel. So then we can start filming a little bit on Lake Como and stuff like that. So we started filming a little bit on Lake Como, started getting a couple clips. And then I was like, man, they got to start closing things down. Like, what if we go down to CN Vues in Rome, where, where I filmed some stuff um, with Grub and when Garrett shot all the things. And, yeah. and then what if we go down there and... You know, there. I know there's a couple like cool little things that we could do. Maybe I'll look at for some spots, maybe maybe around Rome and stuff like that. So then we pick up my car. We after like three or four days shooting in Como, we pick up my car, drive eight hours. We go down to my buddy, my buddy's place in Rome and CNVS, and literally like puts us up in his hotel. Food is absolutely phenomenal. As I said, everything made from scratch, like everything, like the best quality and we are hanging out in october november at this wakeboard school a couple people a couple of my homies from rome you know are just coming up to see me and hang out watch me ride and you know they, they bring a bunch of like you know their girlfriends and you know and and the school is basically closed yeah it's just for us it's like you know like yeah some people come up and ride but it's more the people that we invite or whatever so we're like fishing every day and picking up a bunch of stuff and, you know, just filming like some in some super smooth conditions. And obviously I had my winch there. So, you know, I was trying to get a little bit of street clips for that, too. And, you know, it, it was it was fun. Like it was just a good time. We were supposed to stay down for a week. We ended up staying down there for two weeks. Um, my buddy Claudio, that is now the president of the Federation, he didn't have us pay for nothing nothing we stayed for two weeks just had a blast behind uh you know behind their boats food accommodation and what's the just, weather like in this oh, october november it was it, it was cold we're it's it's down in rome so it's a little bit more south so it's a little bit warmer but still we were riding in like full suits and stuff like that yeah. and then obviously i found that big spillway that uh, down in down in rome in like this little tiny spot but it was kind of a mission to get through and um, but yeah, anyways, we try to push as much. I wish I had a little bit more winching, but like, obviously You're coming off quite a bit of winching. Yeah, cut, we're coming off quite a bit of winching. And then also, you know, couldn't, couldn't like drive to some of the, like, you know, more crowded places and stuff like that, just cause everything was pretty shut down and, yeah. and being able to be concentrate for like a week and a half, 10 days or whatever watching like super smooth water every day and like you know you get up get up at 10 you get down to the dock and you just chill fish for a little bit and then whenever you want you go out you ride and especially also having dave shooting drone it was so much easier like not having two boats so you only run one boat you know and it's it, it, it was it was really cool and i worked uh i worked really good with dave and i i, I like the way well, he's he, one of these, he might he's the best yeah he's, good. he's the best yeah he, so. he, he's insane uh, but yeah, we had a, we had a, I took him to a couple of nice little spots in Switzerland, you know, we walk in and there's this super tall lady with giant knockers. How tall is Dave? Dave, Dave is not very tall. <laughs> he's, he's like five, he's like, you know, he's like maybe five feet. And so I was like, yo, I'm going to take you to this spot in Switzerland. It's, it's, it's like, it's a little different, you know? 
but we'll go have a drink. So we show up in this place. We pay $25 to get in. There's this tall lady with humongous knockers, like humongous. And he sees Dave come in, and she goes and grabs him and hugs him. And he's like, and she says, Piccolino, come here. <laughs> and she's like, little guy, come here. And I turn around, and his face is splattered in this chick's knockers. And it was, that was, that that's was. the last you saw Dave. That's the last time I saw Dave. <laughs> no, it, it was so funny, bro. Like, he's like, he said, hey, little guy, come here. And gets this hug from these pretty tall lady with giant knockers and he's got his face all in it sure day was loving it day was they was loving it so no we had a we had a blast man like as i said probably going back to garrett um saying wine pong we didn't play wine pong but uh we definitely drink some got after it some 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 good wine up there you got a favorite clip from that edit i would say that one of my favorite clips was the switch to seven overwrapped just because I've never done it, I hadn't done it before. And I remember just, you know, I was kind of trying to figure it out. And, and yeah, it just kind of turned out pretty, that, to work out pretty easy. So, like, that was one of my newest, like, things that I kind of okay. was kind of stoked on. And I just had a, I just had fun. You know, the wake, as I said, the wake wasn't humongous. Like, it wasn't the same size that, like, we have it here in Florida, but we were able to do, all kinds of tricks that we needed to and then kind of mixed in with a little bit of you know winch clips and i i, I had a i had a blast i like filming the, that. Uh, hand plant roll the blind oh that yeah the head, yeah i actually snapped my board on that one really yeah my board my, my board was like actually snapped it had a bubble in it and then you could tell that like when i land i kind of do a little uh, bit <laughs> okay but yeah and the funniest thing so uh my buddy claudio at this wakeboard school has a this guy named fonzi He's like uh, this older guy around like 65, 70 years old. And he, he used to, he, he used to be drinking all the time and not, not, not well. And then my buddy Claudio brought him in, had him working for him. And it was so sick, bro. When I was hitting that, like the, the, the kicker to, um, to the, to the barrel oh, yeah. or whatever, he was like on, on, on land, like making sure that the winch rope wasn't touching any trees or anything. And he was so hyped to be a part of it. And he's just like, dude, he, I think he showed like, he always eats at like the restaurant up there and stuff like that. And I think he showed the video to every single person that come to eat there for the past three years. And he was like, <laughs> it would say, Bella, bro. He would say, Bella, bro. Like, hell yeah, bro. Like, he would just say, bro, all the time. Like, so, because, like, Dave was like, hey, what's up, bro? And, like, so he was just, like, stuck. So we would be eating, and you hear him going, bro, bro, <laughs> And he's just, like, he's just. He's, he's hyped on it, he's dude. So, he was so hyped. He was and, a part of it, man. And, dude, he had his, like, because uh, he's, like, uh, one of the helpers for the town. You know, in the it's it's a maybe two hundred person town, and like you know, he does a bunch of work for like the for the we call it comune, yeah, comune. We call it comune, but for like the little city. So he had his bright orange like gear up, like high vis, dude. dude, He was just loving it, dude. He was just like, "You ready? You ready?" And like, yeah, it was was fun. All of bros, all about it, dude. I love it, bro. All right, let's uh, let's talk pizza. We touched pizza, touched on pizza a little bit, but um, I got I got some inside knowledge that I, I was talking to Ruck, and he was just wondering: Do all Italians dip pizza in ranch, or is it just you? Thank you for throwing me under the bus, Rucky. 
I don't even know if I'll be able to go back to my country now. Um, no, I put a, I put ranch on my pizza only on the ones that are really tough to eat. All the oily ones or the, the big thick ones that are like not good. We're talking, so, okay, to get it down. To get it down. But like the other night, like, you know, I went to Publix and I opened up like the, the little dough thing and I put a little dough in my in my little bin and went home and made me a pizza and it was nice and simple with a good mozzarella and honestly it was it was fantastic and i didn't dip it in one bit of ranch how often do you eat pizza then i like i, I like a lot a lot <laughs> I like a lot like if i can like and i don't know what to eat like i don't know dude like there's something with me and like bread pizza pasta like you know all those carbs it's like big in italy dude i know it's big but then like dude like even at home like i get i get full and i can't eat anymore but i can still crash a loaf of bread because it's so good. So you're not gluten-free? No. Never. No. <laughs> I mean, not never. I'm not going to lie. For a while, like, when I was over here, I would get some, like, gluten-free pasta. Because, like, in Italy, we, we are pretty strict on our, like, you know, the products that we get yeah, for what yeah. we eat. Like, it's... It, it, it's We're kind of shit over here. But, dude, it's crazy. Like, there's pasta with, like, seven different flours, like, at home. Like, or, like, you know... From, like, the Kamut flour to the, like, you know, the, the zero, zero flour, the white one that we have, it's it's terrible for you. Mm. It's, like, it's not good. It's, like, so we have, like, I don't know, like, everywhere you go, you know, you got different grains, pasta, and stuff like that, or, like, you know, it, it's, 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 better it's cool. It's, it's, I'm just saying it's just, like, there's more things, more products that are, like, more... You know, for for a lot of people that you know don't eat the flour or yeah. whatever, so it's it's a lot healthier and then doesn't get you bloated. You know. Okay. Does uh, does pineapple belong on pizza? No, absolutely <laughs> not. What's the goal? What's the standard of pizza? I mean, the standard of pizza. Okay, so if you're going to a restaurant, you're like, hey, what's I want to judge their pizza. I want to get it. What's the standard? I mean, dude, the margarita you can never go wrong. It's just like the I like the simple stuff, but you know. Um, pizza with parma ham and mushrooms or like you know like we have the four cheeses quattro, uh, that's my favorite you know? yeah. four cheeses you, you got I don't know like uh, capricciosa that has got like some olives and got some artichokes on and like you know it's just the pepperoni it's called salame pizza salame picante it's like you know if you pepperoni if I say pepperoni it's like I want to buy a pepperoni it's like I want to buy a bell pepper Oh. Pepperoni is bell pepper. I thought it was pepperoni. Mm -mm. No. Pepperoni and salami. 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 Okay. Yeah. And that's... I like, I like pepperoni pizza. Yeah, you that's could do... No, it's, it's like, you know, uh, salame picante is like spicy salami. It's like a pretty big classic in Italy. Okay. You know? Or like prosciutto e funghi is like mushroom and ham. You know, that's another one that it's like... Well, that's basically Hawaiian without the pineapple, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <I> mean, pretty much. <laughs> uh, have you uh, have you, have you seen you know Dave Portnoy, right? Yep. Pizza review guy. Have you seen the pizza review he did at Miami Cable Park? Yes, I did see that. You, if you, you were wanna, there, that would have been huge for the sport. No, you want to hear an even funnier story? Yeah. I, I'm kind of like, dude. I was kind of wigged out. I was like, man, this man is like, went after me. All right, so I see Dave Portnoy is in Lake Como. 
and I just fired up the DM and I was like, bro, like, let me know, like, if, if, if you're looking for good places to go, like, I got, I got a good spot for you to go. And, like, at this point, like, I'm saying, I'm not trying to do the review. I'm not, try, I'm, not, I'm not trying to direct him to, like, hey, bro, I want you to go do a review at this spot. Like, I'm just saying, like, I, and I also didn't want to say that my family owns a spot because, like, I, I just didn't want him to go there and, like, do, like, you know, uh, a video. I wasn't trying to get nothing out of it, right? Sure, sure. I was just trying to, like, hey, man, you're in my area. I'll tell you a restaurant where to go eat. So he texts me back. He's like, oh, no way, blah, 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 here and there. Like, super stoked. And I told him, you know, yeah, this place, La Darsena, whatever, it's really good, you know. And I send him the location. I send him the spot, right? And he's like, oh, do they have pizza there? I'm like, no, man, we we don't do pizza, but it's a really, really good restaurant, right? It's like, and I want you to go to eat, but I, like, don't, I literally have... I could care less about Dave doing like a review. I just wanted him to go to my restaurant and eat good with his girlfriend. I get a freaking message on Instagram saying that like he went to the Darsana, but it was not that. It was another spot. So as an American, he goes up and looks like Darsana. And there's another place in Como called Darsana, but it was a hole in the wall it was terrible right and like they had like even frozen pizza or some stuff like it not like not good at all and he was like and i was like bro you went to the wrong one i sent you the actual instagram and location this but i know this place is on the other side of the lake but it's like trust me you're in like the cool area where everything you know like you want to see and like bellagio is like right across and so basically he puts up on Instagram saying that he he listens to stoolies when he travels because they got the best tips. And he's like, and he goes, this guy, he calls himself the pizza boy. And he sends me to this place where this pizza is absolutely terrible. And he's like, you know, the guy comes up, brings the pizza and asks me if he wants, uh, wants me to cut it for him, for us. And he's like, already that he's asking this to us, it's like, it's a no-no. And then he's like, said the pizza is absolutely terrible. Review, it's like a 1.2. And I'm never going to talk to this person ever <laughs> again. And I'm like losing it. And I'm like, bro, you went to the wrong one. I sent you... The freaking location, I sent you everything, is like, in Italy, we're not like a franchise area like America. There were, there's one Chipola here, there's one Chipola there. You know oh, what I mean? We all have different names. It's like, we all have different names. Yeah. And I said, La Darsena, this is our spot. So then I send them the spot, and then, and then he hits me back the next day. After he put the video up and absolutely roasted me. Absolutely roasted me. Did he me. at you? Oh yeah. Oof. Oh no, no, not he didn't at me. I think I think he just posted the logo of my. I think uh, I remember this. He posted dude. the logo of my profile picture and my name. Yeah. And I was like, and then, and then he texts me the next day and he goes, "I actually made it to your spot, to the spot you were saying, and I, it met up the expectation." Wow. So, I and then I never texted him back. 
and I like you know I didn't and I I left not not left him on red but I'm like I I saw the message and I was like okay at least he made it to the spot and And like you know what I mean and it was good but like I wasn't trying to get any cloud or anything out of it I just really wanted him to go and have a good time at like my family's restaurant and like if he would have told me that he was going to I was gonna call up my cousin and say when this guy comes in bring my free bottle of wine I'll pay for it Yeah, yeah you know what I mean like I it was all it was all about like you know trying to have him have a good experience and I turned out to be roasted on the gram. It's when you get into bed with El Prez, dude. You never know what's gonna happen. So dude, you, and know I lo- you know, I mean, know, you know I the love guy. I love everything he does. He's right? funny. He's super funny, and and I love like that he's super like into sports and whatever he does. I'm a big fan, and like he's a wild card. It, dude. it was dude. It was it was. I was kind of bummed that like you know I was like, dang like. Maybe my language barrier like messed up a little bit, yeah. but but then like, but then when he went to this spot and then he freaking texts me back and he's like, "Yo, I actually made it to your spot and met up with your expectations." Then I was like, "Okay, okay, all's right, all's right." You gotta do a pizza review with him. I know, I would love to because that'd that. be a great story arc. Because then you could tell you could tell that whole story on camera, like it'd be a whole thing. No, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. And I was like, dude, and I was like, literally, I was going to Miami for the F one, and I'm like, dude, I'm really hoping that I get to see Portnoy somewhere. <laughs> Like anywhere, I, even better if it's at eleven at the strip club, like you know, super late at night. Because you know, I'll go up to him and be like, "Yo, I'm that guy it's that pizza you, boy. I'm the guy that <laughs> like you know, you're never supposed to talk ever again to." But uh, you know, that'd be a good one, dude. That would be. I'd love for that to happen. Yeah, but it was so funny. Wow. Okay, I was wondering if you'd ever had any interaction, and it sounded like that was a. I mean, I, I thought I remember that. It was so funny. It was funny. All right. Uh, speaking of pizza, we got Patreon question from Jacob Sunday. He's wondering how many pizzas will you eat within the time frame of filming the La Familia movie? So from start to premiere, we're talking. That's a good year question. and a half. We're probably. Talking to... I don't know. In a year and a half, I would say at least two eighty. Two hundred eighty zas. Two hundred eighty pies. That's a lot. Maybe. So we're talking a couple pies a week. Yeah, At least I mean, like a if few I'm pies a week, yeah, two eighty, two fifty, okay, maybe somewhere in their range. Like I, I like you know when I'm home, and I get to spend some time. Like you know, I we eat pizza, you know, maybe two times a week or something. Or like, or like even if I, um, my family's really fun, really fun to hang out. Like Rock always says that some of the the funnest moments that he ever sees on my Instagram. It's around Christmas time when me and all my family get together. Cause my dad, my mom, my uncles, they love to drink good. They love to drink some good wine. They have the hotel. So like they order extra cases of wine from their importers and like, you know, they keep them at the house. Like somebody, somebody always has something and we live like all attached to each other. So like in Italy, there's this thing that it's pretty, pretty common. It's called aperitivo. So it's a pre-dinner cocktail. Aperitif and then digestif, right? Yeah. Digestivo. Yeah. yeah. Aperitivo is exactly. So every time, like since it's like four families that live in the same, in in the same like neighborhood, basically in my house. So like 
the phone ring and be like, all right, should we do an aperitivo here and there? Like, okay. The uncles are coming over, so my mom started cutting down, like, some salmon or something, like, you know, a couple snacks. And then my dad brings out two bottles. Then my uncle and aunt, they bring two bottles. Then my uncle and aunt, they bring a bottle of Prosecco and a bottle of Aperol. So then, like, you know what I mean? We're sitting there. We're having one, two, three drinks. And then everybody brings some to snack. And next thing you know, like, oh, whatever. We'll just eat here all together, you know? Yeah. So it, it, it's it's really... It's uh, a good time it, it's at a the Pifredi's. It, it's a good time at the Pifredi's. So we definitely... It's, it's really cool that we always got some wine on deck. Love it. Okay. Uh, I mean, we got a couple couple more rapid fire questions here before we wrap it up, but um, and then so a couple of Patreon questions to get into. But uh, this is kind of a general one, and and you kind of touched on it a little bit. But what would you like to see more of in wakeboarding right now? You can go into this as far as you want, or it's kind of up to you where you want to go with it. I mean, honestly, um, what I would like to see in wakeboarding, um, maybe 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 a couple more projects with. Um, I would like to see some some big projects with some boat and cable riders and winch riders. Like, you know what I mean? Just kind of a lot more of like, you know, let's get together. Let's figure it out of like, you know, we have a bunch of really good riders and, you know, come up with, you know, a crew and more more movies. Like, obviously. Because a bigger thing. Like, you know what I mean? And it, and it, And I would love to see it from people and crews that they don't even maybe even know each other that much yeah. you know but they have neutral respect because i think like one thing that i've always wanted that i always loved to do was to travel go into other places and meet other riders like traveling is what you want to do try to like you know kill it at every single place where you go and try to you know make friends make people and meet people and I think, like, it'd be really cool if, you know, a bunch of riders that, you know, maybe even don't know each other that well or whatnot, like, you know, be like, hey, we could really actually, we have a good solid squad and we could come out with really good, with a really good project movie, even if it's not the craziest one of all time, but it's like, it gives something like, give the people and the riders um, more to watch. And if there's more cool f- movies and projects like that coming out, I think it's it's also going to have older writers and stuff like that check out, like, these things more often. You know what I mean? Instead of there's one movie and that's the only thing that you watch all year. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you go on Thrasher, there's parts coming out every single day. Yeah. Right. And, and we won't be there. And but. We, we won't be there because obviously it takes time. Like, you know what I mean? It's like doing a movie and whatnot. Like it's, it, you always have like a time frame that you got to film it on. You always got like things going on. People get hurt. Like, you know, obviously that's, that's something that you always got to keep in mind as well. But like, I think it will be really cool. And I think it would like a lot of people will be thrown off to see maybe like, I don't know, like, uh, yeah, throw some names out. Yeah. There. You know, I don't know. Like, uh, Enzo Asaraf part with, uh, with, I don't know, like, you know, Sam riding in it or like, just, I don't know, like just, then you got some Jake Flynn street clips. Oh yeah. Or you got Jake Flynn, yeah. like Jake Flynn. And is another rider that I'm like super stoked on. Like, dude, that kid rips. Yeah, he's he's got good style, and you know, on top of that, like you know, he ain't afraid of hitting a heavy ass winch spot. Like even that clip that he did on the at the at the uh, street jam where he oh just, yeah you know three into the he, thing in, into the, the yeah. into the wall like 
that's all cool things that like if you ain't if you ain't a street rider like you can't come up with you yeah. know what i mean like if you don't and like dude he's another rider that like really really like you know i'm like i thought he was good already but like i've seen him like you know ride in that contest and i was like dude he's he's full sin like he doesn't care like you know what i mean it's awesome it's good to see man it's big resume too he's got a lot of clips out there of of shit like that dude for sure and like dude that even that crazy rail that he had for uh what was it was it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. nature of defense i think that was yeah what a spot like what like you know what i mean like and honestly like dude a clip like that it's it's heavy like dude it's not easy like a lot of stuff can go wrong, like. Oh yeah. And he just laced he it, handled super it, good. Dude. absolutely, super, super, and good. stuff like that. Transcends, or like, yeah, you, you know, know what I mean? Or like, who knows? Like, you know, you can even do like, you know, Jake Flynn, Trent Gavin, and you know, maybe Jamie User. You know what I mean? Or something like, like I don't know, like. Bring like, it all together. Bring it all together, and I, I think, I think that's super cool because, like, you know, the more I've been, you know, getting it also in the cable world and do contests in there as well like dude i meet so many people and i'm like dude i wish all the boys from la familia were here like you know what i mean and next year like we will be doing a lot more of that like because you know is i mean it's so many good people and so many people that down to do things that like we gotta you know unite a little bit both of the worlds because you know what i mean like even hervey like you know what i mean i had the at when right before we rode the final, right for uh, for the unofficials, like, hey, don't let the guy, don't let the boat guy win this. You know what I mean? <laughs> Is the boat guy? And he, you know what I mean? But it's it was just it was just kind of fun, and, you know. And and on top of that, like, you know, my the first round I ended up against Cam, and I was like, oh, here we go, the guy that won the best line. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the first one that I pick up. You know what I mean? And obviously, unfortunately, like. Um, he messed up a couple of things and but it was it was really close like for me to go through but um but you know what i mean it, it was so it's, fun, sick. it's like, so fun yeah. dude like i mean like cam is like one of these people that i've been the most stoked on for the past you know 3 4 years and i love that he rides bow he rides cable and um obviously he's insane yeah you know and and just to even like you know it's obviously not like a competition we're here we get to shred together like it's a whole different vibe you know and jamie was out there and it was super sick you know dommy was out there like all the boys and it was just even you know um rian skits like he's skitsy like i've never met him before and like it's it's so cool that like you know we click right away it was it was awesome like he he did like this this rail and I don't know if he like landed on his ass and like basically he had like he tore his board shorts up and his full butt crack was hanging out and he was still ripping you know like it's just you know he doesn't so give a many, shoot yeah it's so many cool and good people that like I think we, I would love to have him around a lot more you know what I mean even in America you know like just. I feel like back in the day, even with Expo and stuff like that, there was like more parties, more industry things where we would like get together a lot more. I think we need more of that stuff. And I think movies and premieres and things like that, gives that you could actually change. To come together. Exactly. It gives you a reason to come together, have fun. And whoever knows, like maybe from the party of this premiere night, whatever, like, you know, this idea will come out and whatnot. Like, I, I still remember, like, 
like one of like my top moments in my whole life. I just have signed with Malibu and it was all sir premiere. And I was at this, you know, my first ever Malibu dinner and they were going to the premiere and literally like I got to call an Uber for Randall Harris, like me, Randall and somebody else like, you know, um, we went and uh, we went and like we got in the same Uber. I've never met Randall like that, that close before. And like, you know, he's just was super cool the whole time. He's like, we're at dinner, you know, he's like, you know. He brings out his pens like, oh, you want to, you know what I mean? Just really, like, really cool moments that, like, you know, this is one of the guys that I've looked up my whole life, and we're here, and, like, he's a scary-looking dude, but he's sick, like, super cool, super nice, you know, and I remember getting to the premiere, and it was like, dude, watching that movie, like, the only thing I had in mind is, like, I want to be part of a movie. Yeah. Like, I want to be part of a movie, you know? And then, like, even when Prime came out, dude, like, I was kind of bummed that I wasn't like kind of chosen to like film some of the boat stuff just because that's what I was, you know, doing the most at that, at that time. And, uh, but obviously you had crazy riders like Harley Dowdy, you know, like steal everybody. Um, but I was still bummed that I couldn't do the boat stuff. But then I was like, when, when Lake Ronick's section came about and it's like, well, there we go. I, at least I get to be I in the movie. The next, yeah, I, get, I get to be in the movie, but you know, even if it's not what I do the most or or whatever, but it's it's still cool to get it known. And that opportunity was huge for me, just because you know, like I was just being able to like ride out of the Lake Ronix, be be out there with Brad and, and all these people, and that they're just so amazing. You know, yeah. Brad was doing so much. Like Brad, Brad is like when I think of Lake Ronix, I think of Brad. Like that, that dude done so much, so much for the sport. Like at that time, and dude, like he was just so on it. Wanted to like, he wanted to change things. He wanted to do new things. It's like he was really mod- motivated. And even it's like, and even him transitioned more to like the cable side of things. You know, well, he started behind the boat and stuff like that. But it's, you know. Brad was another big, big, big inspiration for me. Yeah. Like, he always, like, just even even on the building side of things, you know what I mean? Like, dude, I used to show up at the lake with my Passat stick shift, and Brad would come out of his freaking trailer, red bore shorts, just puts a bunch of soap on him, jumps in the lake, like, you know, and then would get to building, you know? That sounds dude, like a great life, dude. It was, it was like, dude. Brad, Brad was like very huge on me, like on pushing myself, yeah. just because I'm like, you know, I'm a boat rider, like Brad, and if he's doing this much and he's putting that much time into like the cable, it's because there's something big happening here. So like, it's, it's I got to make sure to stay on top of this transition and like, you know. Why do you think more boat riders don't ride park? Uh, I know for a fact that some people just don't want to be embarrassed. Don't want to get embarrassed. I mean, that's not, I'm not going to put words in Ty's mouth, but he was like, dang, it's come so far since I'd started riding. No, it's but, like, but Ty, not embarrassed, but I mean, like, no, 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 no. Far. But like, dude, but like Ty, Ty takes it to a whole, like he takes it to a whole other, like, dude, you rip on the cable. Like, that's dude. what I was thinking. It's like, bro, dude. You, like, it's like, 
You're not bad at all. You're not bad. At, like you're not bad at all, dude. And like honestly, to think of that, whenever you signed with Ronix, that was the first time you freaking stepped in a 2.0. Yeah. And like you, and all your winching, and it was all like your, your winching, first time yeah. winching. It's your like, first time winching, and you got, win- got talent, like, mate. Like you can't tell me that, you, like you know what I mean. There's that, like, yeah. embarrassed, like in other ways. Like I've seen people that, like you know, don't, but like you know, I don't know why. Because to me, and this is just me, like I've ridden boat and I've ridden park, but like, and I love riding both. But if I were to just strictly ride boat, I would get bored that I wouldn't be hitting rails. I want to hit rails. It's mate. fun. Man, I, why do you think like I do both too? Because it's like sometimes I'm so over one that the only thing that gives me something back is the other. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like when I'm going back to Italy, I don't even, I don't even touch my boat board. Like I'm at the cable every other day. Like, or, or like, you know, something like when I got a right boat, I'll come to the States and, you know, I got my boat, you know, gas is cheaper. Yeah. Whatever. I come out here. I do my thing, you know? But then if I'm, like, in Europe, I'll ride more rails. But, like, you know, and, and if I finish, like, a whole season on the boat doing, like, competition passes over and over, like, the last thing I want to do is, you know, go ride some boat. I'll just go ride some cable and just, you know, hit some rails, chill, you know. All right. I feel, it, yeah. I mean, that's – I was just wondering because I feel like you see a lot – you see boat riders who – there's parks all around. I mean – yeah, no. I'm, Jump on. It's no, fun. That, like, that's you don't what have to I'm saying. Like, I, no, 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 not embarrassed. Like, maybe, maybe that's too much. But, like, but, like, I could totally see, like, how somebody's like, it's not going to help me. So it's, you know, or just being I like, guess, ours, I mean, like uh, that's, I don't do that. Like, or just, I, I don't know. I've always been that whenever I can get my, whatever I can get uh, myself into and strap it Wherever into I can get board, pulled, where, I get pulled. Yeah, 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 whatever. Like, yeah, I don't even care. Like, we did a we did a Maldives project with Red Bull with Grub, where we were behind a jet ski, and there was some rollers coming in in this super cool spot, and I was just from the jet ski I was hitting these rollers and I was doing like mob fives off of like a ocean roller. Yeah, like, sick. Dude. And it's just like it's like I had so much fun. Yeah, like I don't know, like I'm always like he's whipping me into these things, and I'm like I'm thinking that I can't get any air, and next thing you know I'm like going massive and it's just super fun like yeah. you know it's probably not taking it too seriously it's either. like yeah like, no for sure it's just like and, away, then, and like listen we're here in the maldives we got a jet ski we got this and let's try to come up with an idea to do some cool stuff yeah with what we got instead of just being here it's like what i gotta ride behind this jet ski like what can i do it's like i was like grub just freaking whip me into it like <laughs> yeah. let's see what happens you know and then it turned out to be like whoa it's super fun and yeah you know so what's your what would you say is your boat park split right now, or is it mainly like in America <clears throat> riding a lot of boat, go back to Europe riding a lot of? Boat. Uh, I think it's I, I think it's it's a maybe a sixty forty boat cable. Pretty close though. Yeah, pretty, pretty close, pretty close. Like because I mean, even when I'm here, like I try to go out to Lake Ronix, ride, get a bunch of stuff out there. Like it's it's so fun. Yeah. You know? um, okay. But yeah, it's 60/40. about it's about sixty forty. Like obviously. This year was sixty forty more just because the season dragged on pretty long yeah. and and you know like I just got back now and I was just like I rode a little bit of boat but I didn't ride that much. Okay, all right. Well, uh, I say we wrap it up with a couple questions and then we can hit some Patreon questions afterwards. So if you want to tune into these questions, make sure you join that Patreon because Massey had a ton. Obviously, like I got alluded to earlier. Uh, what's I mean, what's the future look like? 
for Massey. So short term and, and a little bit longer term. Short term. Um, now I'm looking forward to go back home for Christmas. You know, chill, pull the plug a little bit, have a good time, spend some time with my family. You realize that that's the most important thing when you move away for for a long time. Things are not forever. Um, trying to enjoy as much time as possible with my loved ones. Um, and then future-wise, like, I don't know, like, man, I think something that makes me feel so special, it's that, like, in wakeboarding, we have people like Parks, Grub, Ruck, Chad, Murray, like, Rusty. Like, you know, you know a lot of people moved away from the sport, you know? Like, they did their thing. Phil said it. Yeah. But we kind of always knew that. Phil always said it. Like, you know, it's well, not. Well, there's a lot of others, too. But uh, anyways, I, I'm, I feel so blessed that, like, people like them are still in the sport, still super relevant. It just motivates me because, you know, I, like, you know what I mean? I look up to them. I've always looked up to them. And they keep reinventing themselves to be, you know, who they are. And if they had moved away from the sport, the sport probably wouldn't be as core or as, uh, you know, you know what I mean? Like There wouldn't be as much to it would, because you don't there, have these exactly, legends. Exactly, yeah. exactly. There wouldn't be as much to it. And you know what I mean? Wakeboarding is probably the stuff that I know, like what I know the most about, right? And if I one day move away and whatnot and just kind of let the thing be, it's like, I don't know if I really want to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel so blessed that I used to look at Parks Bonifay and now Parks calls me to like go, you know, hang out or go get lunch or or to ride or if there's something like, you know what I mean? It's just everything that these people taught me, it's priceless. You know, I when I when I started coming to the States and, you know, um, Gunner, Gunner sometimes used to give me shit be like, oh, if, well, if Parks and Grub or whatever are not going out, you're not coming out with us. We're not good enough or whatever. Like, that, that, that's like, it wasn't like how it was, but like, I was hanging out with them 24-7. Like, those are the people that like, I learned my work ethic and like, you know, it's like, they are a perfect example of what can I do to like, keep company happy. Uh, you know what I mean? A lot of people <clears throat> and a lot of young Groms are always like, oh, I'm better. I'm better than this guy. I'm, I can write better than this guy. I deserve to get paid. Or I, you know what I mean? And I'm like, there's so much to it. It's not about how good you are in the water. Is like, whatever. Is like, what? Okay, so what? Think about it. They're going to let go. One of their main writers, old legend, OG, that made so many things come, like happen and come to life to sign a kid that like, does not know you don't have a name you, yet. you don't have a name or you don't even know how like how to make a shoot happen or how you know maybe even you got to tow the boat or do this that way here and there like there's so much to it you know what i mean it's just it's not just you know i remember too because like you know back in the day you know what i mean we would be like dude like you know all these legends are still on the team still doing so much it's like when are, it's gonna be our time to like shine you know what i mean or our, our time to like get in are we gonna even ever make it in you know what i mean and and you know i always thought like you know that's if they are doing it right they're still involved with these brands and they got 20 years relationship with brands and stuff like that like 
that's got to tell you something. That's got to be like, I need to learn how they operate. I need to learn learn the insights of the brands and stuff like that, just so I can like have my saying and not just like you know. Oh, uh, I just I posted a double cabbie uh, uh, on Instagram. I got you know two thousand likes. You know that's good. You know it's like that don't that don't matter. Like, you know it's, and I think like that's some of the most important things to have like people that have made such a long career still be around in the sport just to like prove the kids and the people that is like if you do it right and you grind it you could have a job or you could be there's longevity to it it, it, there's longevity to it you know it gives you hope that it's like you don't have to come in do your thing and get out yeah 100 that was that was that's a good point i think shane's said a similar kind of story to that um but I say before we wrap, wrap this up, is there anyone you want to thank? Anything else you want to touch on? I mean, we talked about a lot, which is good. Yeah, we talked about a lot. I mean, obviously the the first thanks go goes to my family, my mom, my dad, my cousin, my uncle, aunts. They always, you know, supported me, um, always been with me. Obviously, you know, I got to thank Trevor Hansen, Scotty Kill. Mike Ferraro, Taryn Kobe, like without them and without like you know, I know how much of a I was when I was a little kid, how high energy I am and stuff like that. And like, you know, there was definitely not easy moments and stuff like that. Just being a kid, being super high, being wanting to do things and stuff like that. And you know, uh I gotta thank him so much. I gotta thank all my friends all my friends from La Familia, like those guys are exactly what, they keep me young. They keep me young. I'm an old man now, man. I'm 28. Geezer. I'm 20. Yeah, I'm a geezer. <laughs> I'm like, I'm 20, I'm 28 and I'm the second oldest on tour. So like the only thing that keeps. Who's older? Who's older? Shoda. Shoda. Me okay, and Shoda, the OG, the old boys. Now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, no. So basically, um, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's cool to be, you know, the guys keep me young. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I always like, you know, try to like, you know, I give them shit sometimes like, hey, you got to do this or you got to like, you got to stay on it or whatever. But like, you know, they're, they're young. They got it. They're killing it. They're, they're they are the guys that motivate me the most. It's like, you know, and, and, and we're a good unity because it's just like, you know what I mean? It, there's no, even though like we're like kind of rivals when you when it comes to like the contest type, yeah. type of thing like wakeboarding is really cool because in wakeboarding you might find eight of the best riders in the world riding together and pushing each other right where in tennis number one doesn't train with number two number three number four number five like they're trying to keep their shit secret so they can go in the game and you know take them down take them down yeah. for us it's like yeah, everybody wants to do good. We all know that everybody, you know what I mean? You, you don't enter a competition to get last. You know what I mean? But, like, you know, we're, we're there for each other. Like, you know, we know that, we know that even if you didn't go, do good at this one, but somebody else did, is like, it might have been their time. But then stay, stay true it, stay focused. Like, we go back, we work hard, we still all ride it together. And, like, you know what I mean? that's the that's the most important thing supporting each other you know and like you know sometimes you know you leave the contest where somebody got first and somebody didn't make the finals and and it, and it, i know it's hard to to be on the same stoke level 
because uh, you are kind of like you know disappointed and you might did not do good but i think we're all pretty good at like being super supportive and i think this year there was one contest one contest and it was double or nothing where at least like where none of the La Familia guys were on the podium. Every other contest, at least one of the guys from La yeah, Familia was on the podium. So like, it's it's good. Like you know, it it, it just kind of rotates. You know what I mean? It, it can't be your turn every time. It's like the sport is going up to levels that it's like, dude, like the minimum freaking hand on the water could like totally like put you from first to second. Like, and then everybody's got the tricks right now to you know to win a contest. And I'm like. Dude, honestly, like, you know, what fires me up, it's try to do weird shit and, you know, bring it into the contest. Because if I'm a judge and I have to go out there and judge fucking 50 Indie Moby Dicks, I got to judge 50 Nose Chromobes and I got to 50 Toe Nines. You know what I mean? Like. I, to me, it's like if somebody goes in and does something that you, it throws you the fuck off, like like what the hell was that like, or something like just simple that you haven't seen, it should be telling you something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like maybe it might be a little easier for him because he understands maybe that trick. But how many times have you seen this trick in this in this particular contest? Never, never. Yeah, right. Like. So, so that for me, like that's that's my goal. Like every year, if I can do something a little different or bring a new trick into the contest, or like when it starts, it, when it's January comes around, like just kind of okay, what was my run last year? And like uh, okay, maybe I'm gonna switch up the the batch of tricks and do them uh, with a different grab, or maybe try to find a way to do something else. And like just kind of every year, like before the season, kind of relook at what like your arsenal of tricks, and then just kind of like you know evolved and and i think that's that's something that like that's that's i always thought that was my spot in the sport where i'm like i gotta do something different or bring something fresh where's like the motivation for that to come from because you could do textbook runs like and passes like some riders do like nick does a like textbook down and back like very dialed tricks are you know the same from contest to contest for the most part but like there, there obviously was a, a point where you start doing these unique things and they aren't necessarily getting rewarded by the judging because it's different, but it's still technical, but it's not exactly what the criteria maybe was that they were used to. Yeah. So like, where's the motivation to come from? Because it's not, you go, like you just said, you don't go to a contest to lose. You go to a contest yeah. to win. But I also go to a contest that I want to win with my shit. It's like, that's how you want to do it. It's like, what you, it was like, what you you go to the contest and like Nick is a super talented writer. Corey's a super talented writer. Like, you know what I mean? They're they're insane. It's like their margin of messing up, it's so little from like how much they do their stuff over yeah. and over and over and over. Like it's 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 incredible how they train. It's just that train the way of training, that training way don't, don't fit me. Yeah. It, it it just don't fit me and 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 on top of that, it's like, I want to, I want to, like, I want to throw out that wow factor where it's like, you know, if, if I can impress one judge and he's like, what the hell was that? Or like, you know, just, or the kids just on the give him, yeah, or, or yeah, you know, give him something, like, backs, give like. him something, give him something new to look forward to. Like, cause I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that 
if you do something different like all the time like when they when they see when the when you, the boat comes around and they see there's like a Sam Brown, a Tyler Hyam or a Luca kid on the dock or a Wolf ditch or a Kai ditch on the dock like they, 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 I feel like the judges get excited. They're like, "Oh, we gonna see something different." Yeah. You know, we gonna like it's not the same static, you know what I mean? And then if you're like if like if Nick goes out Nick does his perfect full run. Then the judges are like, all right, now Corey's got to go in and, you know, throw like, you know, some hammers like the toe 10, like, you know, the, the, all the doubles and everything like that's insane to do. Yeah. That is so insane to do. But like, that's just not me. Cause I mean, not, that's just not me. I just, I just want to win with my tricks. And I always said like, you know, I used to remember back in the day when we were in, when we were younger too, like, you know. People were doing Indy Moby Dicks, and then, you know, one guy wins with an Indy Moby Dick. Next thing you know, next contest, like, there's freaking 10 people doing Indy Moby Dicks. And I'm like, can, 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 why don't we grab a nuclear? Why don't we grab it, like, you know, another grab? Like, you know what I mean? It's like, well, are we just gonna just copy what he's doing? And, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, you know, I mean, and on top of that, if I'm doing something different, and something that I'm super stoked that I want to bring, I'm happy. I'm happy. Like, yeah. I don't care if I don't make it to the podium or whatnot. But like, I think everybody else is happy, too, that watches. Yeah, no, for, for sure. sure. But, like, it's it's like, dude, I, yeah, I mean, I, I've taken bullets for a minute, so I don't. That's what Ty was I, saying. I've taken bullets for a minute now. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't care, like. It's like, you know, but, like, you know, I, I'm, I'm so proud of, like, Ty and all the guys on how well they are like riding and like dude ty it's just like steezy west coast rider that absolutely like does the tricks to perfection cuts like a mania goes humongous and then like dude it's just like turn in and ever like he's contest pass is probably one of the most effed up there there is like you know what i mean and and he's so driven to like be so perfect perfect and precise that it's like, you know, I sometimes I look at him. I'm like, bro, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you because like you, you are here winning events. Like you know, dealing with some of the craziest pressure of the overall. Or if you don't win this, uh, then you're gonna end up third overall. Like you know, just being able to deal with that much pressure the way he does, and like and the way like you know what I mean. But he wants to do the hardest stuff yeah. there is. Like Ty doesn't go conservative. Like, you know, Sam doesn't go conservative at all. Like, you know, I've seen so many times where Sam could have, like, you know, even at Nationals this year, like, that's a pretty solid run. And just, like, you know, could have done a double cabbie off the, off the, off the dub, but he still went in and tried double mob. Like, he's going for it. Like, they don't care. They just want, like, that's and, and that's, pro too. that's progression. Exactly. You know what I mean? That it's just, like, you know, like it, it's pretty, pretty insane. While some other people, like you know, obviously they gotta make their, they gotta make their thing, and you know they're super smart, and and that's amazing that they ride like that. They got like three different runs and stuff like that. But you know, sometimes you gotta apply that to save it, save some stuff for the finals. But sometimes you just gotta go balls to the wall. I like balls to the wall. I like balls to the wall like, too. Yeah. And and I think like, dude, sometimes like if I'm at an event and there's no people like pumping me up or and there's just like you know parents watching and 
just just like the writer's parents watching or something like Quiet. that like i don't get thrilled to go in there and you know well how can you I and mean, like how can you like you know what i mean it's like I'm I'm a bit of a showman. I like I like you know what I mean. I thrive when there is like you know good vibes and you know and, and whatnot. Wakefest energy. Wakefest energy, <laughs> and it's 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 absolutely amazing, you know. But like, dude, I, I I just I'm just so proud and pumped about our crew and the guys. It's just like Donnie puts in ton of work. Donnie puts in a ton of work and he's obviously doing flight school. He's, you know, he's doing, he's working like he, he doesn't have much time, but like one of the main goals for all this is like, you have no idea how much I wish that more company would hit up Donnie for just because of the work that we, we started doing together. And like, you know what I mean? Like bring him in. He's, he's a, you know, he's a private, it could be a private contractor and like, you know, that is doing some cool, cool stuff for wakeboarding is like, how can a company don't see that and like kind of help him out to get him involved to shoot some stuff and just, just on his own. And you know what I mean? It's, we want to like, I, I see, I see a huge potential for him as well. Like, you know what I mean? And we want to like, we like, if we can, we help him out because it's like, we know how big of a, like, how big of a glue and impact he's got yeah. on us and like if without him like we're nothing you know like without him yeah no exactly like, you know, and like you know it's I'm, I'm proud of like the way that we you know we started evolving i'm proud of like the riding from everybody you know luca luca made a humongous humongous change this year too like dude he was he was a little bit all over the place before like you know just you know, and before a contest, you know, he's a big showman, so he likes to be hyped up, getting everybody in. Like, this year, I totally saw him, like, taking some time off. Like, before he had the ride, like, fully settle in, in you know, get bit. in the zone a little bit. Like, I mean, you can't, like, you got to think of, like, you got to stick to a plan. You got to have something. You got to, you know what I mean? And then if somebody does better than you, you did better than me. It's out of my control. Yeah. But, like, dude, just even this year, like, Luca just super solid and, you know, even like super steezy new tricks, and you know he's got he's he's, he's got he's, he's popping got that he's popping. he's popping that back foot out too sometimes. Yeah, popping the back the foot crazy. out, like you know what I mean. Double grabs, crazy, back five, dude. like you know, just super sick, um, all around. Like you know, it's it, it it's been super good to see, and like you know, dude, obviously, um, we talking triples here. We talking we, ta we talking triples because. The homie Thomas put it down. That was such a cool, insane, awesome moment for the sports. And then we had two people trying triple flips at the event. Like, dude, I, my buddy, my, my, my buddy Kai, he was on that grind for months. That's what I was hearing. Like, I'm, I'm talking about this, like, the, the, just watching this kid come in and be like, you know, I want to do it. I want to be the first. And then obviously Tom on the other side want to be the first. Like they made an event perfect for this. Like, you know, like it's so sick to watch. And like, you know, like I was getting motivated by both of them because they're like, dude, these guys are going out there trying triples and I'm fucking sitting here sometimes. Like, I don't want to do a double. And I'm like, <laughs> and you know what I mean? It's like, it just kind of makes you realize I'm like, oh, better time start sanding. Who gives a shit? You yeah. know what I mean? It's I mean, like, help me put down the triple. It's like, like, I mean, it's like, dude, I, and I'm, for a month watching 
watching Kai like t getting toe into some of the gnarliest double ups ever, and like the motivation and the wanting to make an impact and you know, the wanting to make a change for the sport. It it was needed, right? It was yeah. needed, and I'm so stoked that it happened. You know what I mean? It's like insane like big props to like hat off to both of those guys because like you know they they were out there every day trying to push this sport to a whole new limit and then it happened at you know red bull double or nothing a contest that was perfect for it like whatever like that is insane. that is amazing and i really 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 hope that like because of this thomas will have an absolute amazing career yeah. you know what i mean as like you yeah, as you should too, like, like, yeah like you know what i mean like it, it, it's 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 pretty wild, man. Like it's it's crazy, you know. And you gotta respect the sand. You gotta you respect. Gotta respect all, you gotta triple, respect dude. all the homies out there, like doing stuff different. Like you know, um, I think uh, the more the more we keep going like this, the more we gotta influence the kids the right way. And uh, I think we're gonna see starting seeing some crazy riders coming up. You know, uh, I like it. Love it, dude. Is there anybody else you want to thank before we dive into these uh, these Patreon questions? You you kind of hit on. A yeah, lot of people, yeah, so. yeah. Just you know, obviously, um, I don't want to forget nobody, um, but I just want to thank from the bottom of my heart all the people that you know always have a nice word, believed in me, or stayed with me, or gave me a little bit of uh, you know motivation to to go forward and s stick to what I do and. Yeah, no, thanks to everybody. Obviously, Parks, Grub, Shane, Chad, Ruck, like, you know, Paul, like, Brian Thomas, like, you know, uh, there's there's so many people that, that, you know, have helped me throughout, like, my career that it was it was just super amazing to, to see. And, like, you know, I feel like we're all one big family and, and um, you know, we're, we're here to do the same, you know, we're, we're – I would love to I would love to help younger younger kids if they ever needed wanted or like you know we're here like don't don't feel like ashamed of writing a message asking for like help or just like a just just like a like an opinion like I think it's you know it's it's really cool that like somebody will come and ask you for an opinion just because you know you can't always do it on your own and you know if it wasn't for Parks Grub Watson you know all my friends and and the people that supported me like i wouldn't be here absolutely dude you listed a lot of names i'm sure there's a lot but that, that definitely covers it so i want to thank everyone for tuning in make sure to like comment subscribe join that patreon you guys can submit questions uh grabmatters.com if you want to check out more see ya